FGC Hollywood, a fighting game podcast, is brought to you by, well, you. The listeners of this podcast are its main driving force. If you would like to support FGC Hollywood, you can do so by visiting patreon.com slash forward FGC Hollywood, as well as leaving us nice reviews on Apple Podcasts. So without further ado, enjoy the show. FGC Hollywood, stay classy. Might make some noise, but I probably will be able let, to. Let him out. be our third guest. Let him know, yeah. Dirk. Tell him that game sucks. I was like, yeah, all right, there you go. <laughs> all right, here we are, ladies and gents. Welcome back to FGC Hollywood, a fighting game podcast, episode eight. I'm Max Splicer, and I'm joined by Big Band's number one fan, Pringle uh, the One Pringle. <laughs> <laughs> you gonna you gonna introduce me like that? <laughs> Let's give a hand for Big Band, but nah. Hey. Uh, Hey, happy Halloween, my friend. Yo, I didn't even know it was Halloween till my girlfriend told me it's Halloween. Because I woke up and immediately I uh, I bought these sandbags. Little, little story, but I bought these sandbags, right? So I can start training with like like some some hard stuff, like some strongman stuff, and it's cheap. Mm-hmm. So I bought these sandbags. Man, dude, I spent like I think like two hours just filling them up and doing all this this stuff to set them up yesterday, and then I I worked them out today, and I was like, God, leave me. I feel like I don't want to do anything the rest of the day. <laughs> I trained you for like in that rocky work. Yeah, man. I, I the dude sandbags are man. You pick them up, throw them over your shoulder, squat with them, doing all these kind of workouts. Man, they not easy, man. They hard. Like I now I do they leak? Nah, nah, nah. They they're really good made ones. I like I I bit the bullet with the price on those, so I spent like mm. a good amount of money on my like the bags. But they have like a, a capacity of how much weight they can they can hold. And so, like, I put, like, I think, like, one of mine, one sandbag has, like, 80, 90 or so pounds. And then the other one is, like, a 50-pound. But, it like, I bought one that was too big. And I'm like, ah, dang it. Now I got to buy a smaller one because it's, it's too big. And it just, the, the sandbags, you want them always tight and, like, you know, compact. This one's all, like, loose and all goosey. And I just, I, I can't pick up 170 pounds of sand, man. I figured out the hard way. <laughs> yeah, that's and they're awkward to pick up. Too, yeah, man. exactly, man. It's functional strength. I want like more functional strength. I want the real strength. Picking up mm-hmm. barbells and dumbbells, man, that stuff ain't real, man. Like I, that's that's optimal situation, man. I got to right. go to yeah. a gym and do it. You know what I'm saying? Like I want to learn how to pick up rocks and my big ass CRT. I got the CRT in my room, man. It's a really good one. It's 99 pounds, man. I got, I was, I've had this thought in my head where I'm like, I have to be able to pick this thing up before I leave because that or I'm getting a dolly because that's, <laughs> man. Yeah. I think that should be a requirement for every like smash melee player. Like, Yo. You better know how to pick up a CRT. <laughs> that's what we would tell them, dude. Like, because I hated it because we would be the ones to have to pick up those CRTs and we hated it. It was always the guys that would do all the work when it came to setting it up and they would leave as soon as the tournament's over they don't even stick around for a little bit before fighting and stuff they bounce and they don't pick up the crts at all so uh, us gotta be like all right we gotta break our backs and pick these heavy ass crts man i hated it man it pissed me off dude i don't like smash plays man <laughs> it's like dude, it always bugged me about them that was the one thing that bugged me that and they're not that clean like in terms of littering like they're litter bugs man i don't know what it is hmm. yeah i don't know but yeah sandbags they're like they're like old school dumbbells almost. Yeah, they have man. A lot of weight. They're, they're they, you do these weird exercises. Yeah, dude. They're they're very popular in sand and uh, strongman. I was gonna say sandman. <laughs> they're very popular <laughs> in strongman. Like a lot of those dudes. Like if you could pick three hundred pounds, you if you could pick a three hundred pound sandbag, you could pick a three hundred pound anything. Is what they say, man. So I'm over here. And I'm just gonna work my way up and see if I can. Because like they say that you should be able to pick up a sandbag that's like your weight. And I'm like 195. So I'm like. 
I don't think I'll be able to pick up a 200-pound sandbag <laughs> anytime yeah. soon, but I'm working to it. Yeah, that's that's tough. Yeah, I man. don't know much about Strongman, but uh, correct me if I'm wrong, but is Strongman the ones where they also have, it's not an exercise, it's like one of their competitions where they do the, they're like suspended and they have to hold on to these two giant pillars? Yeah, you know yeah, that, yeah, 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 the, the, uh, I forgot what it's, ha- it's called, but it's a hold and yeah, it's a grip strength thing. Is it Hercules hold? Is that what yeah, it's that might, that might be it, man. But yeah, I know what you're talking about. Yeah, those are sick to watch. Yeah, yeah. It's basically what they say strongman is like CrossFit for like strongman. <laughs> so, <Okay. laughs> yeah, yeah. So like a lot of this stuff there is like, it's really like heavy. Like, you know, it's real heavy. Like mm-hmm. they'll, you'll see them do like, it's kind of like, you know, the carnivals with like the big strong guys and they do like, mm-hmm. oh, you see this dude pick up like a big ass uh, thick dumbbell. They call them circus dumbbells. And then mm-hmm. they'll do like all this kind of weird stuff. Like they'll like pull a car and all this kind of, that's the stuff that I want to train for basically, or I am training for now. I can say with the sandbags, definitely. Yeah, no, that's cool. Well, good luck. Make sure to update Hollywood on your journey. Yeah, man. I want to be able to pull like cars, bro. Like I've seen people my weight pull like semis, man. I'm, I'm out there trying to get there, man. Right on. Well, Pringle, we got a fun show. I think I have a lot to get off my chest this show Ooh. and I'm really excited, <laughs> but man, this thing, I cannot wait. So obviously you've played Persona 3, right? You know, when you knock all the monsters down or the shadows down and Akihiko's in your party and he's like, I've been waiting for this. That's how I Oh, yeah, like. yeah. I love that part. <laughs> he like he like uh, moves his neck left and right. He's like, I've been waiting for this. I love Dude. Akihiko in that game, though. <laughs> Dude, he's, he's a bad... He's a bad mamma jamma, man. <laughs> yeah, he is. But this one, I don't know if you saw this. So Cyberpunk got delayed. Yeah. And you know how they put their delay announcement? We have it here, but just for the listener that doesn't know... They put on Twitter basically the cyberpunk logo on the top with some dark blue text and the background itself is yellow. It's like really kind of bright yellow. And all they said is, hey, cyberpunk is getting delayed. Sorry, we went gold, but we're having some trouble moving from eighth console generation to ninth console generation and getting everything certified. So we have to delay it. It's been delayed three times now, right? It was originally planned for April 16th, 2020. Then it was pushed over to September 17th, 2020. And... Then it was pushed again to November 19th, and now it's it's supposed to come out soon TM, this, December 10th. So who knows when this game is coming out, if it's coming out. But Guilty Gear, they put out a tweet, the social media of Guilty Gear on Twitter, they put out a tweet, kind of like a trolley tweet, which they're known to do. And it's a yellow background, similar to the Cyberpunk <laughs> one, with Guilty Gear Strive's logo on the top, where Cyberpunk's logo was. It had dark blue text, and it just says, hey, everyone. Today, we're deciding to put the Guilty Gear Strive logo on a yellow background. Everybody laughed, right? <laughs> Everybody was just like, oh, super funny, eh? I didn't even understand it, man. I'm not going to front because I didn't see the first one. So I was like, I don't get it. <laughs> go ahead, go ahead. Yeah, so they're obviously making fun of CD Projekt Red by the fact that, hey, they're delaying this game. So they're kind of, they took a jab, an unnecessary jab. But listen, man, the ArcSys Twitter account has always done this for years now for years i've had beef with that stupid ass twitter account i cannot stand <laughs> Arx's twitter account i can't stand them they're corny oh man they're they're not funny and i might be a boomer here by saying this but like i don't care for them at all i think just do your job like you're not wendy's like they're everybody when wendy's the yeah, twitter account man, for you're wendy's right you're right started being funny then you have all these other social media personalities trying to take over these corporate accounts and try to you know give them some spice and some zazz online that's not meant for you you're not funny like you're old get out of here like i, I cannot stand <laughs> seeing that shit <laughs> 
And right. and uh, this is like I've ignored it for a long time because it seems every tweet of theirs is a meme. But whatever, people love it for some reason. Bruh. Yeah. They put out a tweet on October twenty eighth saying, quote, yesterday we made an inappropriate tweet, which has been deleted. We are deeply sorry to our fans and peers in the game development industry for any harm it has caused. We've extended discussions with our community management team to ensure this does not happen again. So the Arxis, they'll defend them for anything, the fans. They'll be like, oh, it was funny. I didn't think it was that bad. It's like, okay, just wait until Guilty Gear Strive gets delayed three times and CD Projekt Red does the, the same thing to them and see the reaction of the Arxis oh. fans. Get out of here with that stuff. Like, I hate... I do like. <laughs> the passion I have in my heart for that stupid Twitter account, because for years they've been doing this for years, and I sh- I did not say a word for years, but this was the straw that broke my back. Not even I don't even care about Cyberpunk that much, but yeah, like, man, I was about to say I don't really care about. It. I feel like that game. Is, <laughs> I told people I don't think the game is even real. <laughs> uh, it's like the Last Guardian. Yeah, man, seriously. So I, I so when I first saw that, I was like, I don't get it, and then I saw that the I felt like I was like, why would you delete that though? It wasn't even like. I don't get who you're really hurting. Like that's mm-hmm. that's how I felt like the whole time. I was like, who like that? I see the the picture and the cyberpunk, and I'm like, I just can't see the correlation of you. Like in a way, I was thinking, why would you say that? Because your game is getting delayed plenty of times already. Mm-hmm. So I was thinking that maybe it was like, come on, man, you guys can't be talking about no delays. Yeah, man, I, I don't. I, I think that that Twitter is pretty corny, man. You're right, man. I think there's like a uh, I forgot what movie was, but he's like, man, you corny. Goes <laughs> <laughs> like that, but yeah, dude, I I don't know, man. Like personally, I don't have no beef with the Twitter account because what's okay. So like what you mentioned is so true. What I hate so much is that people get mad about the Twitter account. And then the people that do get mad on some of the uh, responses, they'll be like, man, you guys don't ever talk about tournaments. I'm like, dude, they talk plenty about tournaments. You guys just don't give a crap about any of those tournaments. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. like, let's be honest, man. Like, a lot of the time, especially since there's no offline stuff, they don't have any people to pick at. So then they're always picking at some of the online tournaments. And people, I, I see all the time. I look through it. Like, I looked at it recently. And I see, like, I just see the retweets. And I'm like, people don't care about no tournaments, man. They don't care no, about none no. of that crap. They want to see stupid ass memes, man. They want to see you talk about some feet and then be like, Ew, y'all are gross. And it's like, well, it, it just attracted more attention to them. So that's what they, it seems like maybe that's what they want. But yeah, I, I, I that Twitter account is like, I like, I, I got no problems with it, but like, it definitely is corny. Like, <laughs> it's like your, 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 your dad's making jokes and you're like, no, man, dad, you're corny, it. man. <laughs> it's like, stop making these jokes, man. <laughs> You're not, you're not edgy. Like nobody cares. Like get out of here with that stuff. The thing, the reason why the Wendy's one is so funny is because it makes really clever puns and digs at other fast food restaurant social media accounts. It's, it's, it's really cleverly written. This is not, I don't like the way they do their memes. I was just like, okay, Hey, thanks. 12 year old and whatever. Like, <laughs> I, I will say that the weddings be out here making fun of everybody's like man y'all ain't got no real beef out there we got the real stuff <laughs> yeah Wendy, from, it's like, funny yeah like when they make fun of things they're like like they have like real like it's like factual thing mm-hmm. it's like it's weird man like what do they talk about if it isn't memes because that's the only thing that generates any kind of views that's all that if it's not the sale of a new game if it's not new character trailers and if it's not like tournaments which those barely can use what else they got it's the lowest hanging fruit they could yeah, do man. a lot of things you could do like hey this is fact of the day hey find the difference they could put two pictures and like 
you know, find the difference between the two of them or they could do things that are interesting. Dude, I yeah, I don't I don't know why what's up with that Twitter account. I feel like they don't got anything like they can't it's really whack. figure out. Yeah, they're pretty whack, man. I feel like they can't figure out anything to generate likes and retweets because that's like kind of like the hard part. They have to. So I did. I, I worked on a Twitter account for uh, Planet Dolan. Like I was doing like the Twitter account stuff for them for a mm-hmm. while. And I actually made like a lot more traction happen in there. I don't do it anymore, but like, and what I really did is just talk to people. I was like, Hey, I liked the fan art and I talked to people and be like, Hey, how you doing? How are we doing everybody? And it made, it became more personal. I think it would help a lot of these companies if they made themselves more personal. Cause like, that's what the Wendy's thing does. Like sometimes somebody will make fun of somebody with Wendy's is there or Wendy's or someone will say something in a Wendy's uh, tweet and the Wendy's account will actually respond. And that stuff kind of like, it's like, oh, they actually do notice us. I think that mm-hmm. would help them in that regards, making it more personal, more more down to earth. Because like right now, man, our system is still like kind of like indie in this weird way. You know what I'm saying? Like they're the popular indie titles because yeah. their games don't generate the, the hugest amount of sales compared to like everything else. They got a lot of people, but they don't make a lot of the sales. Sometimes the sales just kind of go down. But yeah, I don't, I don't really like their Twitter account like. Remember the feet thing, and then, yeah, <laughs> and then Honey on Main. I, I was for a, dude. I swear for a second, I was like, "Does he really? Does False really do that in the game?" <laughs> then SNK did that too, right? With Samurai Showdown, they got flack for it too. Oh yeah, hey man, you know what it is though, man. They all dungeon dwellers in the end. They ain't never been around <laughs> girls, man. That's what it is though. It's a bunch of like, it's a bunch of dudes that don't really hang around much girls or something like that, and then they're. They get all weird. Like, okay, so like, not to shoot, like, not to shoot people in the foot, but the weirdest fighting game players I ever met were like anime ones, man. Like, I, I, I'm gonna be <laughs> real with you, man. Like, right? They, I don't know what it is. I think what part of it is is that a lot of the anime players didn't have much arcades, so they really grew up a lot more on computers and stuff like that, because that's how you social play. interaction. There, yeah, 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 yeah. So computers, because like before we had a lot of fighting games had arcades, like Tekken. Street Fighter, the more popular SNK, uh, mm-hmm. all those things, right? But the anime ones didn't really start appearing much more later. I feel like they became more prominent, which like bigger fan bases because there probably was some anime fighting games on arcades, but they weren't played as much. I feel like, and I didn't see them. I don't hear much of them having much of an arcade scene outside of Japan. So okay, so like this is uh, this is a thing I noticed with a lot of the discords, especially for the fighting games, for the anime ones. They usually mm-hmm. have an NSFW tab. Don't know what mm-hmm. what's up with that, but that's usually the case. And that stuff kind of makes it so that most general people don't want to be there, especially you know women like are you know are the gender. <laughs> <Yeah. you> know? <laughs> so I something I notice a lot with them. They tend to be I don't know what it is, but like a lot of the communication I've had my 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 experience. Everybody might be as different, but my experience with those guys is that they tend to be a little bit weirder. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know if you've seen CEO Taku. You see, you see a little bit of those guys out there. You know what I mean? Oh, I've been to one. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> you see those guys. They, they're a little different. You know what I'm saying? Not saying that's yeah. bad or anything, but they're a little, they come from a different kind of cloth. And I noticed that a lot more. But when I noticed the, like, I guess the more arcade guys, they're a bit more open with and vocal with how they speak and all that stuff. That's something I definitely noticed. So I'm thinking in art system, it's definitely maybe it was one of those dudes that you saw on CEO Taku picked that Twitter up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, I hate them. Period. <laughs> <laughs> I don't mind them, but Mac hates them. There yeah. you go. <laughs> yeah. All right. On a brighter note, we have uh, Plus R beta 
you uh, obviously we were talking uh, off air. You you have your Mac problem, so you you can't really play this game. But yeah, R.I.P. Dude, <laughs> dude. So I kind of wanted to talk about the comparison between the two betas, so KOF two thousand two and this one plus R. Mm-hmm. And the one thing that uh, a couple facts here. So the Guilty Gear beta is super short. It's three days. So it ends on November 2nd, which I'm assuming is when this podcast will be out. And the KOF beta was 21 days, and it was split between 32-bit beta and 64-bit beta. I think it was 15 and 6 for the two. So that's three weeks compared to three days. I don't know why that is, but yeah, it's kind of strange. Another thing that's ever since the beta, plus the sales, this game has eclipsed Dragon Ball Fighters, Tekken 7, Street Fighter V. And almost any other game in comparison on Steam as it clocked over 2,300 people at one time, which was a new peak compared to the old peak at 438, which is insane. So obviously you can credit that to GGPO yeah. plus it being a good game equals FGC savior, in my opinion. Yo, everybody was like, Rev too, man, garbage. I'm going to go play some older. <laughs> That's Dude, wild, that game man. is so good. It's so yeah, good. Yeah, man. It's a full-ass game, man. That's, mm-hmm. Every character is so full. But, man, that yeah. three-day thing threw me off, man. I read it. I was like, damn, man, what? I got to fit it in that quick, man? That's like somebody being like, hey, man, you got 30 minutes. You better fit in your work. I'm like, God <laughs> damn, I got to <laughs> right. pump quick, man. So I played KOF 2002 throughout mm-hmm. the beta. I didn't play all 21 days, but I played the majority of the 64-bit beta. I didn't really touch much of the 32-bit. And KOF, like Code Mystic's netcode is really, really good. But man, GGPO, that's the savior. I mean, GGPO is butter. Like, yeah, man. Zio mm-hmm. lives in Taiwan. So the reason why I'm bringing up Zio is because I played against him during the KOF beta and during the, the Plus R beta. He lives in Taiwan. I live in Midwest USA. And we're we're around 235 ping. That's the, that's the ping. Bro, that, that shit's offline. It's yeah, offline. Like, I cannot <laughs> stress to you how good that netcode is. The only problems that we've had so far is that it'll crash, and I'm sure they can figure that out. But mm-hmm. within game, I might have experienced two or three significant rollbacks that are oh, like, wow. whoa, that was, I, I could see that. But outside of that, like, dude, we're thousands of miles away from each other, and that shit feels like butter. Like, it's so good. GGPO, dude, shout out to the Cannon Brothers because I cannot stress enough, like, how big of a thing that is it's so it's not to this not to disparage code mystics and their work with their netcode but i have to say like i don't think there's a better one than ggpo that thing is so impressive and it blows my mind playing that game against any player in the world and i'm just like this is amazing it's so good and and think about that man i've been on that for years so (laughs) (laughs) so when people tell me that i was like i thought this was the normal thing you're supposed to be on like for the Mm -hmm. longest dude I mean, there's one thing to get GGPO in a game like them fighting herds or fight of animals or fantasy strike. Those are nice. But mm-hmm. listen, they're indie. They're from the ground up. They don't really have a huge IP. Guilty Gear, that game without GGPO is dope, is really, really good. Yeah, Plus, sorry, that is. You add GGPO to that. I mean, that's what we that's want. We want wanted, a man. good yeah, we want a good ass game with good ass netcode, and you'll get players playing that game. It's just—it's simple, right? Like you can't have. Well, the game's kind of aight, but the netcode's really good, so I guess I'll play it. When you have the two come together, that's that's the real shit, right there. Yeah, man. And like I said, that's what I've been. That's what I was like. <laughs> right. But I—I've been playing Schoolgirls, and it's always had that. In fact, the the netcode got better due to like the recent patches and stuff like that. But yeah, man, the the idea is that like. 
you want to be able to play someone with 200 plus ping and still make it feel like it's offline compared to delay base with all the man if you play that like delay like that far man it's terrible dude <laughs> everything is like a it's like a slideshow man like playing smash games man slideshows dude Smash games always had bad netcode, man. That is, yeah, that's pretty crazy, though, man. See, everybody wants to play these old titles, man. <laughs> they don't want to <laughs> right. do this new stuff. <laughs> that's what it is. It's like, ugh, ugh new games. Oh, man, yeah. they're all easy and stuff, man. I want to play some hard crap. Because yeah. Guilty Gear uh, Plus R is hard, man. That's it a hard-ass game, dude. It's harder than Rev 2, man. Dude, my hands playing Eno in that game? Jesus mm-hmm. Christ. You know, get Tunnel playing that game. <laughs> yeah, man. She has... I, I know for a fact they made a lot of some of her motions a bit easier. Yeah. Doing Chemical Love in that game is is really hard on my hands. Yeah. I'm also old, yeah. so it's, it's like, you know, I'm not 22 anymore. But it's but still, that game, it, it it's so good. And, mm-hmm. I mean, it, it shows, right? Like, once you get, like, a complete product out there, wood good netcode, people will flock to it right away. Like, it's... I mean, could you imagine... Once KOF 13 gets rollback netcode, the world is going to explode. Yo, for real, man. So I have this thing right quick that I'm going to probably do, man. But I'm just going to pick random and I'm just going to stick with that character, man. Don't care what mm-hmm. it is. It's going to be, it could be a try. I'm going to do this from every fighting game I play on until now, man. I'm just, Any oh, new man. one? Yeah, man. I'm just going to pick random and let it roll. I'm just going to like, and people will be like, what kind of character you want? Any character, goddammit. Put me, I'm gonna put my hand in a Skittles bag and I'm gonna come up with any color. I'm gonna be like, This is my color. How come? I don't know. Just to, I don't know, try Spice something different. Yeah, man. Cause like, I always like a lot of people have this thing where like they have to play a specific kind of character to them. And I'm like, Nah, man, I play any character, man. Give me the character. I'll play any character. I'll get good with a character too. Man. <laughs> I'm not gonna front. I'm like that. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I know we're all, we all usually are. Like, I'm like that too, in a way. But you know what? I'm like, man, because I play so much, like, especially in Skullgirls, I learned that, like, I'll play any. I play, like, I play, like, pretty much the whole roster except, like, Ban and Beowulf. And that's it. And I can play, like, essentially almost every character. So it's like, man, you know what? I'm gonna just try something completely different. And in Guilty Gear, that's definitely like if you try a new character, you gotta like stick with it, man. Because mm-hmm. I'm like, I could easily just go back to May, but you know what? Nah, I'm not gonna do that. I'm gonna try something completely different. No, I respect it. Watch that get like the best character <laughs> every time I do it. I was like, oh well. I mean, for all you know, it, that could have been the case for you ever like play like watch plus R or not plus R, but like Rev Two. Yeah. And then you see like an answer player. I was like, how'd you end up with that character? <laughs> they <laughs> yeah, they did yeah. the same thing. Yo, for real, dude. That is the case. Like, I can see how somebody ends up with Johnny, but why you end up with Answer? Answer's mm-hmm. cool, though, but dang, man, he, he got a lot of problems. Man. I don't <laughs> yeah. know what it is, but he's really cool. Like, I, He's dope. Yeah, man. They, like, they shot him in the foot, man. Not only did they make him not good, but he's not in stride. So. <laughs> All right. All right, Pringle. This next one, this one got me heated, too. I've been wanting <laughs> to talk about this for a long time, but this is more so of, uh, I think, an, an apt time to talk about this i fucking hate vtubers i hate yeah. <laughs> i can't stand them like i, don't I almost it. hate vtubers as much as i hate arxis's twitter <laughs> <laughs> that, that's personal right there yeah so you brought this to my attention right i i have v, the word vtuber blocked on twitter so anything that shows up i don't see mm. and just because i don't like it i find it cringy i just uh, I, don't, I just don't like that whole thing and i know Apparently, I'm in the minority of this. I, I really don't like... Yes, you the, are. 
the VTuber plague. I don't like it. It's just, I mean, to each their own, whatever, do your thing. But I just, I hate seeing them on my timeline because I just, I cringe. I physically cringe. I can't watch it. Even when like, I like Obama a lot, but even when Obama does the shit with the dog, like I, I can't, I can't take you seriously. So I, I'll tune out for that and I'll come yeah. back when you're a real person, you know? <laughs> I can do that. Like, I actually like the dog because I really like animals, but there are times where it's like, okay, man, shut up. You're yapping mutt. I don't want to no more. Yeah, I feel you there. But you brought this to my attention. It's a clip of some Chinese VTuber. Yeah, man. Saying say the most <laughs> racist, racist, ignorant shit I've ever seen in my life as far as like just putting it out there unapologetically on the internet and Bruh. thinking it's a joke. I was like, I'm not even, I'm not going to link this clip anywhere or I'm not going to give this. Yeah, don't give him attention, man. I, yeah. I just have to say, man, it broke. Co Coey Fish's heart was broken. It was like, no, like when Darth Vader <laughs> in Star Wars, man, with Annie, mm -hmm. uh, Luke and Darth Vader, man. I, oh, it, man. Now, I have a question to you. And I don't know. Obviously, we have Jam in FGC Hollywood. And he, he tells us a little bit about mainland China and the fact that, I guess, being racist in certain parts of that. And, and mainland China is just, it is what it is. It's just how it is. So I, I don't know if this is the case with this. I'm assuming because that shit was just like, dude, I was, when I watched it, I was like, whoa. I, I was like, take it back. I'm not, I'm not even black. But I was just like, Jesus Christ. I was like, slow down for a second. There's a little like, bit of the melanin in me that feels offended <laughs> from this. I was like, Jesus. But I was, just, I was just like, I couldn't find the humor even. I was just like, damn, that is just raw racism. <laughs> yeah, like, that's, that's what's funny about it to me, y'all. Because I'm like, yo, <laughs> she really out here just destroying her whole career. <laughs> Jesus Christ. But anyway, I don't know what the reaction is going to be. I'm not going to follow this story. But VTubers have been a thing for a long time. And I, I understand this one's Chinese. There's a lot of Japanese ones. There's some American ones. There's some Europeans, whatever. I think they're all ass. I don't like them. But yeah. Remember when Mike Z made that joke yeah, during the Skullgirls tournament? Seriously, dude. And then you see this shit, and if the reaction isn't, I'm talking a thousand times bigger to this than it was to Mike Z, y'all are hypocrites. Yo, I don't want to hear any of y'all say anything <laughs> ever. Dude. I hate VTubers. I know a lot of people that are going to listen to this that love VTubers are probably going to hate on me or whatever. Maybe this is your last episode of FGC Hollywood or whatever. <laughs> like, I don't care. I uh, I really don't like them. I find them cringy. And when things like this happen, I'm gonna. I'm also gonna say that if that chick wasn't a VTuber, I don't know how comfortable is she gonna be saying that shit when it's a just a camera in her face there and not a virtual person where she can yeah, make man. all this stuff up. I mean, and you're behind this imaginary wall where you're somewhat protected because nobody knows who you are. They'll see you on the street. They'll know. They won't know you're a racist bigot. But like as a real person. Are you doing that type of stuff on the internet? I don't think so. Yeah, I uh, I, I don't get the VTuber thing. I guess I started hearing more about it since Koei was kind of retweeting it more. So I follow him and I saw a little bit more of it. But I didn't really get it. Like, I felt like it's just this, like, this, these underground cavemen out here with their, their wishful thinking of what they want their anime waifus to look like. So they're <laughs> so they out here hitting on drums and walls being like, that's my VTuber. I know there's some, there's probably some sort of, like, big anime reason why like because you know like guys there's some dudes that really like that stuff just because it's anime it could just be that and they because i remember the, the the face recognition stuff like you know playing the dog thing okay that's like you know that's jokes in a way it's like yeah you're mm -hmm. having fun but that vtuber thing is like really big actually man i think like i even saw in some fighting game twitch streams i'm like man i've never heard of any of these guys how is it that i've i've streamed skull girls i don't know how many goddamn times and i'd be out here with like 10 people 
<laughs> this person I never heard of is like streaming. I'm like, that's a beginner, man. With like a hundred plus, and it's like these VTubers are like everywhere online now. I don't, I, I just don't, I don't get it that much, man. Like I don't, I've been under a rock on that one. But the racist <laughs> one, though, yeah. I will say, yeah, that was that was really bad, man. Like <laughs> I was like, I saw that, I was like, bruh, like come on, man, dude. But that doesn't necessarily surprise me so much because I know that some people are just like that, even in China. You know what I'm saying? But it's just like, damn, son, you just wanted to destroy your career, man. You ever heard? Of, you ever remember the uh, the one where uh, was this guy? Uh, the guy from Seinfeld, Kramer. He said the N word in his uh, his thing, and after that, oh, yeah, everyone yeah, yeah. was like, no. Nope. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if you ever saw Dave Chappelle talk about, it, and he was like, man, the black in me felt really angry, but the comedian me was like, oh, that must have been a bad set. <laughs> <laughs> I saw that. I remember that. Yo, yo, that's, I, I relate so much with that because I was like, I, I didn't really get mad, but then I was like, oh, ugh, he ain't going to have a career <laughs> yeah. no more, bro. <laughs> I hope not. I hope not. Yeah, I man, seriously, this, this isn't forgiven because this isn't like, I'm, this is what I'm saying is obviously the two different countries, two different ways of dealing with this kind of stuff. But some of the, there is, I think there is some cross-pollination as far as supporters for the FGC and the VTuber thing. Oh, and yeah, if you're telling me that what Mike Z said on air is worth crucifying for, then this should be penalized with the same amount oh, of... Oh, yeah, man. Yeah, dude. I uh, she Unless she's out here going around saying, oh, man, I'm sorry, man. But like, let's be real, man. You'll say sorry, nah. but like it ain't gonna mean much because like the way you said it, you just kind of roll with it. You know, it ain't right. saying the N-word and hitting the R or something like that to these people and people hard getting R. offended. Yeah, I don't the hard speak R. Chinese. <laughs> yeah, that, that was like straight up, yo, pick some cotton type of stuff. I was like, whoa. <laughs> dude, she had a cotton basket right there. <laughs> Like, yo, this, this this person really did all that to, to oh man, dude, yeah, oh jeez, Jesus Christ, yeah, man, I was I was like, whoa, like you really didn't hold no punches on that one, man. <laughs> I actually I have a, just a little tangent before we get to the third thing. That Go ahead, is, man. But back when I was working in construction, we were putting wastewater systems inside of these giant ponds. Yeah, and we worked like thirteen hours, and we were just starving. And we we were in I don't, I'm not going to say the city, but we were in uh, the deep south, Arkansas. Oh boy, yeah, <laughs> that's what that's where we were, and we were in a small town, and it was uh, mostly just all black. That like there were no white people there, and our crew had, I think we were a five man crew, and I think we were uh, one black guy and four white guys. Mm-hmm. Uh, me and my boss being uh, two of them. Anyway, the three other guys, they didn't want dinner. They just wanted to go shower and, and go to bed. So we were like, okay. But I was starving. My, so was my boss. So he was like, hey, man, you want to go to Subway? It's, it's down the street. I'll give you a ride with the work truck. I was like, yeah, I'm starving. So we go in there, and there's a line of about maybe five people. And he and I are at the back of the line. And the three people in front of us, they, they get bread. And you know how like they bring out the cart where yeah, like, yeah. you could see what they have? Yeah, yeah. Uh, so there's a black couple, like a guy and a girl, and they get their foot long or whatever. And then my boss is getting ready to order, and he's pointing at the at the thing. He's like, "Yeah, let me get." And the, immediately the girl at the counter, she's like, "We out of bread." And we're like, what? And he was like, "What do you mean?" He's like, "We, we ain't got no bread." And he was like, "Oh, okay. Then what can I get?" And like we can see that they have bread, but like okay, we're in, we're in deep South Arkansas. We're not gonna make any. You had a subway, and they say they ain't got no bread. <laughs> Especially when like we saw that the couple in front of us that was black, they just got you know they just got bread, but whatever. Anyway, so he's like, okay, what can I get? Then he's like, you can get a tomato wrap. And I was like, all right, I guess I'll get a tomato wrap then. <laughs> 
So we ended up getting a tomato wrap and then we we're uh, walking out of there. And I, I'll, I'll never forget what this guy said when we left and we're walking to the truck and I didn't say anything. He's like, well, it was bound to happen sometime. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, you're right. It is what it is, I guess. Oh, man, dude. That's still not right, man. No matter what happened in the past, it's it's always it's a human thing, man. We have mm-hmm. like problems with anything different from us. So we always get afraid. It's kind of like how we're afraid of the night or the dark, man. We we don't like things that are different, man. And it happens everywhere. It happens even in like probably the animal kingdom too, man. We, but humans specifically, man, we don't like things that are different, man. It's pretty awful. But hey, uh, send your send your prayers out to Koei, man. He needs he needs help right now. <laughs> he, yo, yeah, no, that, dude, I bet that made him look at it every everything differently. Now. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> there's no way you ain't looking at it different. Like, damn, bro. So who's hiding behind the damn VTuber now? Like who? Who's the person behind the goddamn mask, man? You know, mm-hmm. that's what it all is in the end. They're just wearing masks, man, and that's uh, that's weird to me personally. It's kind of it's not as personal, and it, it, it's it's cool trick here and there. But some people they just write off that, and it's like you know, I understand some people not wanting to show their faces and stuff. But hey, man, that's why you just don't show your face. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Oh well, whatever. I guess it is what it is. Hopefully. Uh... <laughs> She gets reprimanded, and we never have to hear from her again. Yeah, man. All right, Pringle. Uh, I don't know. We talked about Rambo, I think, two podcasts ago in MK11, but we had just a teaser because it was just the ultimate trailer. It wasn't the Rambo trailer. Yeah. I don't know if you saw the actual Rambo I trailer do. that came out. I did. I So hear, hear me out on this one, man. I <laughs> watched all the Mortal Kombat trailers with my girlfriend because they're the only people right now that are making cool-ass trailers I can watch with my girlfriend. I can't watch mm. no damn. This is anime chick. Uh, it's gonna look weird, man. Like, what is this anime ass crap, man? I don't <laughs> want it, it, so like, it's actually. I saw the Rambo trailer. It was really dope, man. Like, we both liked it. Really cool, man. I like how like everything is basically this dude in jungle warfare, man. I freaking mm-hmm. love it, dude. I, they got it, man. They got Rambo, man. Ram freaking bow, man. That's gangster. And even if you don't like, even if you aren't interested in Rambo, that's like. He's a piece of Hollywood. He's a piece of uh, cinema, man. Like mm-hmm. America cinema. That dude, he is the action man. You know what I'm saying? Like it, when people be like, man, you go up in there, you go guns blazing Rambo. You know exactly what that means when people say that. I I, I have to agree with you. I think NRS does a really good job with mm-hmm. trailers. But also, I saw some people poo-pooing the fact that Rambo was chosen as a DLC character. I think because maybe you and I are a little older, like we're closer to 30 than we are to 20. Yeah. So so we we remember Rambo, like we kind of grew up watching the Rambo movies. Mm-hmm. And did you see how many, how true they stayed with certain aspects of the movies with some of his moves? Oh, like yeah. Like the traps man. and the, bear uh, traps, the one where he, yeah, where like he sneaks up from behind from that guy, like they're. I mean, I thought it was so cool. I think the way they did this character is awesome. I, the voice is a little different, obviously, because, you know, Stallone is older. He doesn't sound yeah. the same way that he does as 70. They did it 30, so whatever. And the face, they might have done something with that just to... Because, again, Stallone doesn't look the same. So it does look like him. It's a little different, but for all around, like, I... I don't even I don't even like Mortal Kombat, but I think that's Dude. dope. I think it looks Hell really yeah, good. Dope. Yo, wouldn't it be funny if they got old Rambo? Like they got like him like ripped and he got like gray hair, he got like that I call it black mm. and pepper hair. He got the 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 black and pepper, I mean the salt and pepper. <laughs> <laughs> right. He got salt and pepper hair. And we're like, uh, he just comes back, he's like, I'm back. And like some crap like that. I was like, yeah, I wanna, uh, this is like the continuation of all the Rambo movies right here, man. This dude is in the Mortal Kombat universe to destroy and fix all of the bad characters. 
Yeah, that's godlike. I mean, in what other game? In what other game can you play as Rambo against Terminator? Yeah, seriously, man. <laughs> that's I, godlike, dude. I they got it right, man. That's what I'm saying, man. They they definitely getting it right when it comes to the character trailers and stuff. And like, I don't even like more more comments too gory, it's too much blood. Mm-hmm. But I see Rambo cutting someone's neck off, and I'm like, that's freaking dope. Yeah, it's it's really cool. I like the way they did it, and. I forget when he's coming out. Sometime in November, we read it a couple couple podcasts ago. But uh, yeah, I think if you're if you're a '90s kid, you should definitely yeah man, know I who know. Rambo is and appreciate the fact that he's a it's a bad dude, man. They did him dirty when he came back from Vietnam. Yeah, yeah man. See, this is why I think I think a lot of the Japanese games have trouble too because their stuff is really based harder on Japanese stuff, right? Mm-hmm. But this NRS Morikama is so American, man. What's the Johnny Cage? Is that the guy? Have you seen his like his? Um, I think he has an end, uh, the end screen or the end animation where he like plays with his little doll. I think it's Johnny Cage. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, Johnny yeah, Cage. Yeah, yeah, that it's like, dude, that's so American. You know what I'm saying? Action yeah. figures and stuff like that. This is like Mortal Kombat is hella American. <laughs> yeah, it <laughs> like, is. It's, it's very it's, Western. Yeah, man, it's very. They know who they're targeting. They're targeting the right audience with all of these character releases it's like even rain looked cool as hell the dude made oh, yeah. water the dude made a reverse waterfall bro i never seen <laughs> yeah. something like that man yeah no they do a really good job with guest characters and just mm-hmm. making it work so yeah man good on him. all right last thing before we get to hollywood question of the week is we're gonna have a street fighter 5 tournament pringle as much as we shit on this game <laughs> we wanted uh we start talking in the hollywood discord we're like hey we have enough people now Let's have a tournament with something rollback, right? Because we were talking, it's like, hey, should we do a plus R tournament? But the beta is only three days, so we couldn't do that. And KOF's beta is over, so we're still waiting. Right now, KOF is still on delay beta netcode until Code Mystics puts out their official version. And not everybody has Dems Fighting Herds, and not everybody has whatever. And people, I mean, I kind of wanted to maybe do Fantasy Strike, since it's free and cross-play, but people don't like that game. So I was like, okay, whatever. (laughs) Like, ugh, nah. Yeah. But Street Fighter V, we decided on that because most people own Street Fighter V. It's somewhat easy to get into. It mm-hmm. has rollback netcode. And I, so initially, I, I was just trying to commentate. I was like, listen, I don't, I don't own the game, but I'll commentate for sure. I'll just commentate Hollywood. I'll stream it. And uh, Zio ended up, he's like, no, no, no. <laughs> he's like, you're playing. So he bought me the game. So now I have to play. Have you ever played Street Fighter V, man? I played it for 90 minutes back in 2016. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. My and money. then you were like, yeah. hey, this game's trash. <laughs> I know how to play. Yeah. Uh, I play for like, man, I got trapped, man. I got, I got like 500 hours in the game. Every yeah. time I look at him, like, how did I play it for so long, man? <laughs> but I got like 500 and I played uh, I played a couple of different characters, but I mainly played Karen at the time. Um, I'm just going to play Ryu in the tournament. That's everybody can play Ryu. Uh, and then I'll, <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll just commentate the rest. But yeah, we're shooting for maybe November 7th, November 6th or 8th, whatever it turns out on. But uh, yeah, Hollywood is going to have their first tournament. Yeah, I'm excited. It'll be cool to have... Uh, have kind of like a small group tournament for Hollywood. So if you still haven't joined our Discord and you have Street Fighter V and you want to play, have a good time, talk some shit, you're welcome to do so. The description, or rather the link for the Hollywood Discord is in the description of every YouTube version of this podcast. All right, let's do... Actually, we'll do Hollywood Question of the Week. And uh, I, I I came up with this one and I think you'll like it because you're an RPG guy. Yeah, so, sure. Pringle, if you were to build the perfect fighting game player using a 10 point skill system with three being the max per skill how would you apply your points 
So there's five categories, execution, fundamentals, meaning neutral, footsies, anti-air, things like that, reactions, adaptation, and endurance or mental capability. So things like being under pressure and still doing okay, keeping your focus in long matches and, and things of that nature. So you have 10 points total. Three is max. That means that that's the highest you can go. And you want to build your the best fighting game player that you can. So you tell me what points you're putting in where, and I'll fill them up for you. And then we can go over your, your perfect fighting game player. All right. All right. I already know. Man. I got it. I got it. All right. I put one on execution. I'll do three on fundamentals. I don't give a crap about reactions. Okay. <laughs> and then put three on both of the last two. I think that makes 10, right? That would be, yep, that is, that is 10. There you go, yep. So walk me through this. Why one execution? One execution is because I've, man, personally for me, execution is like, it's not that important. It's, I think it's like, I don't know, man. I've seen Justin Wong hit somebody with one, like one button with Minot the whole damn game. He was just <laughs> bodying people with, what was that, like crotch and medium kick or something like that, or medium punch. That dude mm. made me realize you could use some basic ass execution. You don't even need much in execution to really body people in other games like uh more like team based or longer combo games even then basic combos i've always been a dude where my combos aren't very crazy sometimes i have here and there really good combos but execution is like something you can build later down and it's still something like you don't need much of in the end you just you really don't because like i don't know what it is but like with execution a lot of people put big emphasis into it but it's not that important personally to me okay yeah, that makes sense. Now, fundamentals, you maxed out fundamentals. So neutral, footsies, anti-air. Why did you max that out? See, now that's the real important stuff to me. That's the basics, man. It's like a boxer, man, or anybody in MMA. You want to start with how to kick. You want to start with how to punch. That stuff is more important than anything. You want to start, you want to learn how to DP. Because if we were talking about in the idea of all of this was being Street Fighter or something like that, right? Learning how to DP, learning how you're spacing, learning how to be around your neutral. You can body anybody. And like I said, with Justin Wall, I seen that dude body somebody with just one button, man. And I was like, okay, because his fundamentals are so godlike, it doesn't matter. So yeah, that's really important to me, man. Those are like the basics because the basics are the ones you'll always be doing forever. Mm -hmm. Yeah, they'll translate to multiple games as well. Yeah, man. Now, no reactions. So nah. you, you don't want to react to anything. Nah, no overheads. You don't, you don't need that, man. You don't need that. <laughs> You'll need, you'll barely need reactions, man. I realize as I've played more, you don't really need much reactions. Sure, I would say if we had an extra point, I'd put one on reaction just so it's not an ugly looking zero. Yeah, mm. I'd say that. But in reality, man, when you're con when you're in control of a lot of things, like the neutral, your foots in mm. your head here, you don't really need much reactions because you can kind of tell based off read. So like in a game of Skullgirls, a lot of people, when they first start, they say, man, I don't got those reactions. Trust me. I don't have them and I still don't. So it's not about my reactions. It's about what I'm thinking ahead of what to do next. It's the only way I can keep up because I'm not the most fastest person when it comes to reactions. I just think of what to do next. That's what saves me. No, yeah. I, you know what? I didn't think about that. You just kind of enlightened the whole idea for me where if you're controlling neutral and you're, you're making somebody else play your game so like yeah, they have man. to compete at your pace, reactions like... You know, reacting to overheads, reacting to whiff punishes. You probably don't really need to rely on those because that means the other guy is also playing back and forth. But if you're controlling the match, yeah, you don't really need to react to much. Yeah, man. Once you're in someone's mind, you're like, oh, he's probably going to go in overhead because he can't open me up with lows. 
and he can't grab me. So, of course, it's going to go high. Only makes mm-hmm. sense. You start going in someone's mind. I, I've seen another another Justin Wong. I've seen this dude fight people in Capcom versus SNK, and he doesn't have, like, these long combos. But, man, he drains people out when he plays. And it's like, man, I can't oh, stand yeah. fighting. He drains them out, man. And it's like because he's able to do those type of things to people. He doesn't need reactions. He's just doing crap to piss you off. <laughs> so it's like it works. All right. The fourth one is adaptation. You max that out. That's really important to me, man. Adapting to the situation is like sinking or swimming, man. If you can't adapt, you're just going to die. There are times where even if you have the things I mentioned earlier, you don't have the greatest reactions. So how you got to deal with it? You got to adapt. If your mm-hmm. reactions suck ass, you got to adapt. You got to make that weakness work, man. So like you have... If you're if he's coming in and he's somehow beating you with jump ins or something like that, for example, you got to figure out a different way of how to approach his jump ins. Anti airing ain't working because this dude has some weird ass dive kick bull crap. So yeah, so you have mm-hmm. to think around that. You have to. It's like okay, if I can't anti air him, why not just back dash or why not just do something else to get my ass out of the situation? I've always been like, oh yeah, so like that's one thing that actually helps me a lot. I'm actually pretty good at adapting, especially in in uh, longer sets. I'm actually good at that i don't know what it is though but i think what it is is that it's like i focus a lot like i pay attention to what my opponent mm. does on everything how he jumps how he punches i don't know how he presses anything anything i pay attention to everything how he reacts to what i react to <laughs> <laughs> yeah one step ahead yeah man basically all right and, and the last one is endurance and mental strength you also max that one out very important man you need endurance man if someone like if that, and that's why I shine. I personally shine in long matches, and other players like do that too. Like Daigo is great at long matches, man. Mm-hmm. Dude, always be bodying people in first to tens, man. Sometimes that's also what makes me not like first to two, first to three. Sometimes because I'm like, that's not enough, man. <laughs> but yeah. like long matches is like it's like it really shows like how much more can you go, man? Because I can always play again. I'm going in there, man. I'm going in deep. God damn it. <laughs> So I'm going in there again. And if I can keep on going, I'm going to break you down sooner or later. Every wall got to crumble if you keep chipping at it. So <laughs> that's me, man. But yeah, I think I think you built definitely a top eight player, at least. I, I like I like your skill point tree. It's good. All right. Now we got some podcast correction, and then we can get to the news. This, this has been a long uh, <laughs> preamble to the go ahead, go ahead, podcast. Man. All right, podcast correction. So I think last week we said, or rather I said, I'll take responsibility. No tag mode in Guilty Gear Strive on PC. So that hasn't been specifically said by anyone at Sony or Arc System Works. All that has been said is that the Ultimate Edition will not be available on PC and that the PS4 edition of the game won't have tag mode, which is a little weird because of the fact that the PS4 edition of the game is cross-compatible with the PlayStation mm-hmm. 5 disc version of the console. That statement has since been removed from Sony's website. So maybe like an intern done goofed and they put it on there when they weren't supposed Mm. to. So I don't know if maybe the multiplayer mode will come to PC. It hasn't been confirmed or denied yet. So we'll have to wait on that. But I, the way I read it, it seemed like no. So we'll see. I don't know. I I doubt it. But what is that tag mode? I don't know if there was any footage of it, but is it like a normal tag? It's probably similar to the way Plus R has it. It's just KOF. Ah, okay, okay. Gotcha. Just jump on the next character. Oh, okay. Yeah. I thought it was like I hear dropping assist and so oh man, really is <laughs> no. this Oki assist? Oh my lord. 
Now, this one I did some research on, and uh, Pringle, you won't imagine how hard it is to go back in the past on the internet to find articles from uh, 10 years ago, because it's really annoying. Oof. Yeah, no, it's hard. Yeah, dude. So I did some research on, you know, we were talking about Grand Blue Fantasy versus that it's really expensive, season pass, $35, mm-hmm. all that. Some people would, the response have been like, actually, it's not that expensive. It's pretty standard. So is it standard? I did some research here. The base game, and this I've, I've adjusted for inflation for all these prices. So every single price that you see here is in 2020 dollars. So the base game for Grand Blue Fantasy Versus, as of today, is $60. The Season 1, which has five characters, one, by the way, is unlockable via the RPG mode, so it's really four characters, is $30. The Season 2 has six characters, that's $35. So in total, Season 1, Season 2, and base game is a total of $125 in 2020. God damn. Okay? Tekken 7 the base game, adjusting for inflation, is $64, was $60 in 2017, now it's $64. Season 1 had three characters and a stupid game mode, which is bowling. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> Man, I was, I was so hyped for it, but then they told me it was online and you had to pay for it. Oh, dude. Terrible. That's $27 and $20. Season 2 had six characters at $32. So in total, adjusting for inflation... Tekken 7, base game, season 1, season 2 is $123 in mm-hmm. 2020. Undernight is a game that I compared Grand Blue's structure to last week. Base game, $66. So that's EL. Unist, which had four characters and game balance, is $52. Okay? Mm-hmm. Now CLR had one character and more game balance. That's $25, or it's free if you just want to play CLR with the game update without the new character and the colors and the cosmetics and all that garbage. So in total, it's either $143 or it would be $118, right? Mm -hmm. Depending on if you decide to go with that DLC. But let's say $143 in inflation dollars. Now, Street Fighter Four. I think this is the thing that kind of started this whole thing where you oh, had all these iterations. Most definitely, I believe, man. So Street Fighter IV, the base game, in inflation dollars is $73. Mm-hmm. So back in 2009, it was 60 73 in 2020. Super Street Fighter IV had 10 characters. And that was, back then, it was $39.99, but it's $49 in inflation dollars. Arcade Edition had four characters and a game update that's... $17 if you already owned Super. So it was just an upgrade. A total of $139 in 2020. So you look at all these values adjusting for inflation. Grand Blue Fantasy is still, I would say, relatively the same when you compare it to inflation dollars. So as far as the math, I think we were a bit incorrect saying that it's so expensive. Man. Fighting games are expensive, bro. That sounds <laughs> terrible all around the border. Like, how do we get new people into this crap, man? <laughs> oh, yeah. man, dude. I will say, so, like, the thing about Grand Blue compared to the other three that you mentioned is that, yeah, I, I think that it doesn't have much as opposed to all of the other games. I will say Tekken 7 felt dry, though. Like, game-wise, that was a that was a dry-ass game, man. That, there was like no story really. I mean, there was character stuff in there, but like character roster wise, Tekken 7's character roster was pretty big. There was like mm-hmm. a customization mode, which was yeah, it's there, but I mean it, it's good. I, I wouldn't say it's bad, but it's not better than Tekken Tag 2. I feel like with Tekken 7, though, like with each 
season, it felt like a whole new season. Like, like you know, like a, an actual season in nature. Yeah. <laughs> As to say, you know what I mean? Like, they would change the health, health gauges. They would change the uh, the intro music. They did a couple of other things here and there, a huge balance, all this kind of stuff, right? Unio's, it's definitely, Unio's like one of the older ones. So, like, it has the benefit of when you bought the new game, it was, you at least had a physical copy of said game. As a, and also the, the updates, man, they were like, I think they were like pretty much different games, right? Like, oh, yeah. Yeah. Game, yeah, those games were like mad different. From dude. a balance standpoint, like they're yeah. completely different. And uh, Street Fighter 4, you didn't mention Ultra. What about Ultra Street Fighter? Or is that like. So the reason why I only stopped at Super and AE is because Grand Blue Fantasy only has two seasons so far. Oh, okay, okay. So yeah, it makes sense. So in the case of Street Fighter, I guess you still had that idea of you bought a new game, you got more stuff to it, and there was probably more in it. If I were to say Grand Blue is still more expensive. I would say, yeah, probably, because I don't know how fast the switch over or the uh, seasons happened in O'Neill. I think they didn't happen, like, what, it, years. ST came out years, right? Years, man, yeah. Grand Blue came out. It's still on the same year it's out, man. So, like, this, all, the two All of seasons, these are years, actually. What happened? Yeah, exactly. So, like, the stuff that, like, came out in Grand Blue, I think they've gone through, like, nine patches already. Dude, that game is going through so much changes that it's, like, it's going to be so different and not on the the, the case of a huge set of amount of time uh, for people to look into it and see what works and what doesn't work. This game is like basically an online fighting game, man. And mm-hmm. it's living off like a lot of quick patches. So people are just doing online stuff. And it's like, this is what works online. We haven't even seen it really offline. So you can't really see what's broken and what isn't fully except what's online. It's so different, man. It's super different. And I think the whole problem with Grand Blue really is that its turnaround is so fast, man. It's like it's just mm-hmm. kind of just punching through these seasons so super quickly, and just I don't I don't even know what else they add outside of like an extra character and an extra stage here and there. I mean, like some cosmetics. Yeah, probably like because uh, I know they can use they can change their weapons, man. I would still say probably at the end of all this, man, I, Grand Blue's probably still expensive to me, especially not like I, I'd still say like. And I'd still say even then, like, so for me, I didn't buy Tekken 7. A friend gifted it to me. And then mm-hmm. another friend gifted me the season pass. So I didn't get that <laughs> either. So, like, I didn't even know. Like, I knew Tekken 7 was expensive. But, man, I mean, now it's, like, dirt cheap. You can get it for, like, what, like $10 or something like that, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, I don't know, man. I, I think I'd still say Grand Blue is pretty expensive even on the case of the DLC. And I'd say a lot of these fighting games, even before, were pretty expensive. And it's very hard to warrant these purchases. Even if you can justify it, it's hard to warn it. Because like I said before, I still have friends that be like, nah, man, I don't want to keep buying this crap only so they can just throw out an, a, an older edition that has everything in it. Because like Street Fighter V Ultra has every character and it's like, what is it, like $20? And that char- and, and if, I if I was buying everything base, man, oh, Lord, I'd be broke, man. <laughs> mm-hmm. So much DLC in that game, man. They, they sold like $10 stages, man. You know, actually, I, I don't know why I didn't think about this when you when I was putting this together, but you, mm-hmm. you just reminded me. It's been eight months for Grand Blue, and they're on mm-hmm. season two. Every single game that I wrote down here, Street Fighter Four, Under Night, Tekken Seven, they had years in between each season pass, at least one. And you know what it sounds like? It sounds like Grand Blue Fantasy is a fighting game with a gotcha DLC structure. That's they have a gotcha uh-huh, season yeah. instead of a fighting game season. That probably made more sense, man. I mean, they, I feel like they're kind of modeling their game also off like their their normal game, like the mobile mm-hmm. one. 
because like they're putting a lot of more characters of it but like you know nobody really knows about any of these characters unless you play the mobile game so it really really works for that like the people that are playing the fighting especially since they made it kind of easy so it definitely is tar probably targeting the mobile game guys the most or a good chunk of them i'd say not the most but probably a decent amount but yeah, it, it, they they are going through mad turnaround. I mean, I even heard like I heard Juno mention that that he was like, man, they they just patched the hell out of this game like so much, man. They're patching it so much. Say them. I I see this dude. I feel like I watch Say Them every once in a while. Every time I see that, every once in a while, I see new patch notes. I'm like, damn, mm -hmm. son, y'all got like 16 characters in that row. How y'all going through <laughs> so many patches? <laughs> and it's yeah. like it's like decently sized chunk patches, like. Their recent patch nerfed Percival. Like, I don't know if you know who that character is, but he's the one with the fire sword and stuff like that. He's all, like, red. And they nerfed it really, like, they nerfed him in a way that he can't do something mid-screen. He can't get a good combo off a mid-screen button anymore. So now he has a poke, but it don't lead to anything. So, like, I was like, damn. And then they they made it so that, like, some of the characters, like, Grand can't knock down people off uh, EX fireballs. So it made him a little bit weaker. He's still good, but... You know, I mean, like, those are some pretty significant and big-ass changes that would have kind of happened more, I feel like, would have been more um, more justified balance changes if it was, like, an offline setting where you can kind of see where it goes better. But online, man, it's, like, up in the air, man. You're going to lose everything. You ain't going to react to crap, man. Nothing, no, everything is unblockable online, man. Sounds frustrating. I mean, I would... I would hate to love that game, man. I would yeah, be, uh, I would be really annoyed with if that was me and I love that game. Yeah, I, uh, I remember watching Sage and he was talking about like how he likes, he loves the game, man. He loves it a lot, but he cannot stand the the net code and all these other things about it. So yeah, it would, it would be hard to like that game, man. Glad we don't like it. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. It would be like a, a hate, a love and hate relationship almost, man. Because think about it, man. They're going through season two in eight months. Good lords, how good lord knows how many more seasons they're gonna go for, man. Jeez. So obviously they use they use each amount of, or I mean they use obviously some of the amount that they use for one season pass to fund the other one. Mm -hmm. So I don't know what the revenue is there because they still have to take their resources into consideration. But yeah, I mean two within eight months. I mean this ain't no mobile game. Yeah, man. I would even say that they there. If I don't know if you know, but I've seen the Grand Blue. Uh, fantasy game the mobile games roster is ginormous bro you got like base grand and then you got grand with a swimsuit that's a whole nother character <laughs> right there bro that that be like seriously like we, that that game got a whole lot of characters man it's like dragon ball yeah man it's got a lot of characters and they're pretty you got goku different. goku with a mustache goku <laughs> with a <the> top hat <laughs> old man goku right <laughs> yeah dude oh man Remember when they, I don't know if you watched GT, you probably shouldn't have, but like, remember when Vegeta had a mustache? Yeah. <laughs> I think Bulma hated it, right? Was it that? She or, yeah, she, <laughs> she hated did. his mustache. What was he thinking? <laughs> oh, man, GT, dude. What a sin. Oh, man. Okay, I think we're done with our long preamble. We can finally get to some fighting game news, Pringle. We got a couple items here. The first one is kind of flew off the flu under the radar, rather. SNK teases the last Blade character for Samurai Showdown. The SNK Global Twitter account has made some fans happy with their announcement on October 28th, 2020, as they shared that the upcoming character for Samurai Showdown's third season pass will be coming from this last Blade franchise. The tweet reads as such, quote, 
A character from The Last Blade slices into Samurai Showdown. That's right, a new warrior from the Season 3 Pass DLC will be coming from none other than The Last Blade. More details on the way, so please stay tuned." End quote. Samurai Showdown is currently available on PS4, Xbox One, Switch, Stadia, and PC via Epic Store, which I hate. <laughs> the game is also planned to be released on Xbox Series consoles sometime in winter of 2020. Do you know much about Last Blade? I don't know much about the, that uh, franchise. I saw a little bit of it at one point, man. I seen it in some combo breaking tournaments, but I ain't seen much of it. I I tried. I looked into that tweet too. I was like, "There's no footage, man. You gotta have something to show for it, man." I'm not very familiar with the Last Blade franchise. I know the Last Blade Two has rollback netcode via Code Mystics, but I have not played it. I'm yeah. I just never really got to it so i couldn't even really name you a character from the last blade but i would assume that it's also has samurais or people with swords yeah and it would be a good fit for samurai showdown so i guess we'll stay tuned for that i just want to put that in there because samurai showdown you know the worst thing for a fighting game is to be forgotten that's mm -hmm. when you know it's just like that's when it's really dead so i, I want to kind of talk a little bit more about samurai showdown because it's bad as its netcode is i think the game itself is really really cool it's just it's tough to play competitively online especially in our circumstances in 2020 so i don't want people to forget about this game because who knows maybe in the future it will get rolled back it will get the treatment that it deserves so I kind of still want to have this game somewhere up <laughs> in the in the headlines. Man, I got really hyped for the game, man. At the time, dude, I saw the trailers and I was like, oh, man, I'm about to be a Haumaru main. It's the first time I'm going to go with the basic ass character because mm -hmm. he looks pretty sick, man. But yeah, it's got his... I don't know. Do you play it? Have you played it before? No, but I watched it. I think Shiki looks really cool. I, yeah. I would like to play her. I, I have not played the game and I want. I really got into it, dude. I told my scene, I was like, yo, y'all, we got to play this game. Man, I, I never came with the game or nothing, man. I, I was like, I didn't want to spend $60 for that game, man. Like, I just mm -hmm. didn't want to, man. Not on PS4 where I knew I wasn't even going to play it like that, man. Well, we'll keep a, a lookout for Sam Show. I'm more looking out to see if Code Mystics can do something about that netcode. But, Hell you know, last, real, man. last Blade character would be kind of cool, I would assume. Mm -hmm. The next item we have here also has to do with netcode. Under Night and Birth. Is this going to be the next rollback game? Obviously, we somewhat started a movement here in the FGC of all these older titles getting rollback net code. So under night and birth game director and designer Kamone has recently expressed his want for rollback net code and under night and birth, but unfortunately progress has been slow and difficult during one of his regular Twitch streams. He also urged fans to reach out to arc system works, the publishing arm for the game and express their want for rollback net code. It did not take long for Kamone's words to reach the fans before it made an impact. In a tweet made by the game director, he is quoted saying this, quote, Your thoughts have been conveyed to Arxis, and you don't need to contact them anymore. I'd appreciate it if you would stop replying or doing too many replies or something like that, as it would be annoying to Arxis. We will make rollback by ourselves. Thanks. End quote. It should be noted that ever since the Undernight and Birth or rather, ever since Undernight and Birth released its third non-arcade expansion of the game in CL-R in early 2020, the connectivity of the game has worsened dramatically on every single platform the game is available on. So I like the fact that he put that out. I mean, it was hours in between when he said that on stream to when he put out that tweet. He's like, okay, let's stop bugging Arxis because I think they're mad. <laughs> yeah. The amount of people that outreached on Twitter to Arxis be like, hey, roll back, roll back, roll back for uni. That, yeah, it must have made an impact. So hopefully they can get this done. 
Oh yeah, man. I mean, remember what happened with uh people love under night, man. What, what was it like this last year's uh Evo where it was like we're gonna bring under night in birth, and it was like that was just because of the fan base, man. They just grew out of nowhere, man. Yeah, or they just been growing and then they hit a, a freaking growth spurt. it hit puberty, man. Unist was huge for that yeah, community. Dude. Yeah, and that, that game didn't even have the greatest connection. It was playable though, but it had its struggles, but people really liked mm-hmm. that game, man. People played mm-hmm. it I love that game. Line. Yeah, man. It just sucks, though, that the creators got to be like, yeah, man, you know, you got to bug the arc system. They're sitting in their ivory towers and their holy holy beings over there. The <laughs> gods among us must be talked to. So I cannot reach their voices, but maybe you guys can. Yeah, it's it's a bummer. It is a bummer that it has to, to go that way. But I'm mm-hmm. hoping that they can help them out with either funding or a team or just give them some resources to put, put some life into that game. Because, man, CLR needs it. I love playing Akatsuki and I love that system of that game but the netcode is just it's it is it's dramatically worse like okay so they PC, do that, man? <laughs> I don't know I don't they must have did something that just broke the game but PC wasn't very good with Eunice but listen uh, it was playable I played on it and I was just like okay it's it sucks but I can somewhat deal with it it's an anime game mm-hmm PS4 has been bad for a long time, but similar to PC during the Unis days. Now with CLR, so PC and PS4 is atrocious. It's really bad. Like, it, it's so hard to get good matches. You would really need to have somebody, you would have to play your neighbor in the next building. Like, that's yeah, that's dude. how you get good matches. And with Switch, unplayable. Oh, man. You cannot I play can't... that game on <laughs> I can't imagine fighting games. Well, for one thing, people don't have, like, an adapter, like an Ethernet adapter on their Switches from the get-go. So they have to yeah. buy that. So, like... There you go. That's another step people might not do, take to play well, <laughs> good matches mm-hmm. online. So hopefully Arxis can help this guy out and we can get some good ass rollback. Because look, I mean, come on, look what it did to Plus R. I guarantee you, I don't know if Undernight will get the same amount of support, but it'll get a pretty significant push if mm-hmm. if you got GGPO especially, because GGPO is like the god of netcode. So please. Yeah, man, I, I, I'm telling you, man, they need a Japanese Canon Brothers. Oh, they got to ask the <laughs> Canon Brothers. Well, maybe the Canon Brothers are just busy, man. That's what it is, yeah. dude. They're making it's Project like, Alvid, like, eh. Yeah, man, because God, Lee, man, I'd just be having their ass. They'd be everywhere, man. <laughs> Y'all need to put netcode on everything. <laughs> it all needs right. it. Or, like, teach it. I think they've taught it enough to other people but man it, it, i think there's actually like they've released open source information for people that do want to implement it as well mm-hmm. but i don't know yeah. man like I, I maybe it's not enough man it, maybe that's what it is maybe they got to put it in another language or something it's specifically japanese because it, it it's almost like the only languages that exist is english and <laughs> japanese when it comes to- <laughs> i always uh, got to give him crap for that man <laughs> well I have a feeling I know a guy that could probably hire. <laughs> right, right, right. So Mike Z in, Mike Z out. So website Gamasutra, and you actually you're the one that brought this to my attention earlier this week. Reports that Mike Mike Z Zymont, the founder of Lab Zero Games, has been suspended from work on Guilty Gear XX Accent Core plus our rollback netcode implementation, according to a statement sent by Arc System Works representative Takeshi Yamanaka. Mike Z has been contracted to work on the project at the request of Team French Caliburst, the team in charge of the project. However, Arc System Works recently put out this statement, quote, Arc System Works has now agreed with Team French Caliburst to suspend Mike Z's participation and development until he has addressed the outstanding matters, end quote. The outstanding matters in question have to do 
with allegations of harassment against the studio head in the early summer months of 2020, including verbal and sexual harassment claims made by former Lab Zero Games employees, which eventually led to the dissolvement of the studio as the majority of the employees left the studio, with the remaining who stayed relieved of their positions. Yamanaka said that Zymont was hired on the basis he would, quote, eventually resolve the allegations against him, end quote. He continued saying this when asked for the reason Zymont was placed on the project initially. Quote, it was decided on the basis of delivering the best service to our users and putting the users at, as our utmost priority. In the ultimate interest of our fans waiting for the GGPO update, we express our utmost regret that we chose to overlook certain aspects of our harassment policy. We have the expectation from Mike Z to resolve the allegations against him in good faith. Now that the development has come to a milestone with your outreach, we thought to be a good time for Mike Z to start working towards a resolution. End quote. Yamanaka confirmed that Zymont has been working on the update until, as or rather as of recently, as October 24th, 2020, and that the hiring of Mike Z was not the beginning of the relationship with Lab Zero Game with the Lab Zero Games head, and it has also confirmed that Zymont had brought the project to Arc System Works' attention initially. Did you read the so the that last quote that I just read, mm -hmm. where he said, "We have the expectation for Mike Z to resolve the allegations against him in good faith." Now that the development has come to a milestone with your outreach we thought it would be a good time for mike z to start working towards a resolution hmm you know <laughs> what that reads to me that yeah. reads to me hey thanks for the help now fuck off yeah that's, that's how yo, i read get that. your ass out get out and bounce man pick up all your crap and get out yo i want to say real quick i called it man <laughs> that's mm -hmm. a joke i'm out here like nostradamus and i was like man maybe they got mike <laughs> z working on that man they did dude he actually was very big on wanting to put that ggpo on that game because he really loves that game yeah yeah he really loved that game so it made sense because it was a really good game mm -hmm. but man dude if that's the case though that is kind of grimy man I, I, even if you've done some pretty grimy stuff and even if you could say he deserve it i'd still say that's grimy on the end of arc system or whoever's in that arc system group because it shows that man they just want to use your ass and you gotta bounce man <laughs> Okay, so certain people said that, wow, I can't believe they would actually contract Mike Z. And the fact that, first of all, they contracted Mike Z because Caliburst wanted him. They're like, hey, we kind of need this guy to make, mm -hmm. this, make this going correctly. So they requested Mike Z. And Caliburst, Team French Caliburst, they requested Mike Z after the whole Lab Zero Games fiasco and everything that's happened in, in June and July. Mm -hmm. So they knew what they were getting into. Mm -hmm. It's not... And, and the whole point of like, well... We assumed he eventually would resolve the allegations against him. Get the fuck out of here. I mean, listen, yeah, nobody does that. Yeah, he nobody should have been it. like, you resolve it now and then you do it. You don't use the guy as much as whatever you want to, you know, think about Mike Z. You don't use the guy. Hey, make good netcode, put it in our game. And then when people find out that you're a part of this project, that's when we'll let you go because you already done our work for us. So Yo, now we don't care anymore. He, and here's another thing. They made this public. They didn't have to make this public, man. We didn't have to know about this. So that's like, that's kind of hit putting his name more in the dirt. And maybe he did do something wrong when he was working with them. I don't think he could have harassed them outside of like words. But, you know. I didn't see on Twitter anybody from French Caliber say, hey, Mike Z was difficult to work with. That's why he, yeah, that's why he suspended. That would have made more sense. 
it seemed to me like they reached a point where like the Neko is working really well and then Arxis had to make a PR move. Be like, okay, now he's yep. suspended. Hopefully he can resolve his outstanding issues with what happened in the summer months. It's like, okay, so basically you used him and now he's no longer any of, of any use to you. So then you just like throw him away. It's just like, first of all, like you said, why make it public? Mm-hmm. And second of all, it's just, I just don't understand why anybody would want, I mean, if I were a developer seeing that even if i didn't have any allegations against me but if i had a little bit of dirt like i made a tweet eight years ago saying some ignorant stuff mm -hmm. i wouldn't want to work for arxis because be like okay what are you going to put that out public clue that one time i messed up listen mike z has his own situation i'm not condoning anything of the stuff that he did but i'm talking about right here right now i don't like i don't like that arxis did that i thought that was grimy yeah i man. thought that was dirty and I, yeah, I just, I don't like the way they do shit. I really yeah, don't. I, I'm tired of them. I'm tired of Arxis. Yeah. <laughs> the Twitter, the damn company, strive all of it. Burn it down. I'm just playing. <laughs> but dude, nah, yeah, the man. The UI? That, yeah, for real. That UI pissed me off, man. You know, I go all day on that UI. Trash ass UI. But no, listen. So that stuff with Mike Z is pretty, like, it's messed up for what he did to all those people. If he did mm. do it whatever he did it it's messed up period like messed up in general but that like that doesn't necessarily give you the okay to do something like our our system did to mike z because imagine if they're willing to do that to his ass they're willing to do that to anybody else mm -hmm. and that's not cool man that's not cool to hire somebody then be like damn man you you're a great worker get out <laughs> that don't mess me up man yeah. like imagine if mike z saw that and he's like i don't understand like you guys hired me knowing i wasn't gonna talk about that stuff or you knew that you didn't ask about any of that stuff or whatever but yeah that's that's jacked up man <laughs> i don't know the public part makes it more annoying to me mm -hmm. because it, it seems like they try to cover their tracks before somebody else finds out that mike z was working on the project so they were like let's put this out public the fact that we're taking quote-unquote action and it'll cover our ass if somebody on an inside leaks that hey mike z was actually a part of this project so Yo, they, they kind of got ahead ahead of the eight ball there it was like i don't know i, I don't that might have been the case too man now that you mention it, it that makes sense because it's like if we do this before someone comes out that they work with this guy and they know about what he's done man that'll screw us over so we you know mm -hmm. we gotta let you go man you, you couldn't even have said anything really you could have just mm -hmm. let him go man like nobody has to make that public how many times do you hear somebody getting kicked out because they because they didn't want their ass and you they don't make an article about that. You know what I'm no. saying? Like, you don't, you don't hear about that. Like, I was in the Marine Corps, man. You'll see somebody get kicked out, man. You won't hear nothing about it. They just try to keep it under the rug so nobody, you know, no, that's, like, in a way, this is not only, like, this may be good PR in a way because it kicks them out, but then it also shows that they work with the guy. So then it also shoots itself in the foot and it's bad PR because it showed that you work with the guy. So it's like, you didn't help yourself out. I think the real ones that can see both sides of this whole situation know that what they did isn't good. Mm -hmm. But people that are, whatever, Arxist sympathizers, they'll be like, yeah, they did the right move. I, I don't agree with it. But now, Pringle, I have a rant here. I, so I hate Twitter. You know, yeah, I hate, I hate yeah, Twitter I hate so much. <laughs> I saw a reply to, to this tweet, and I uh, I kind of lost it so... This guy on Twitter said, man, now knowing that Mike Z was a part of this project, I don't care about this netcode anymore. I'm not playing plus R, even though it's really good. I'm not playing this game anymore. I know a lot of people that actually said something like that, but go ahead. <laughs> 
I saw that tweet and I was just like, listen, pardon my French, but you dumb motherfucker. Why do you think that is so good? Why do you oh, listen? You think if if Mike Z is not on that project, that netcode is as butter as it is. It's not. <laughs> it's, it's not going to be that good. Like, there's no way. Listen, that this dude has perfected GGPO practically for years using Skullgirls. By the way, he did it earlier this year, making it better for Skullgirls. And that's why that netcode, you can play it almost 300 ping from people across the oceans, mm -hmm. and it's, it feels like offline. You think he has nothing to do with that? Why do you think French Calibers wants him a part of that project if not for his fighting game mind, the fact that he is able to do this type of shit in fighting games? Forget what you want to think about Mike Z as a person. When it comes to developing a fighting game, that dude is like the almost one of the best to ever do it. I mean, he and Seth Killian are like right there. It makes no sense to me. You idiot. Like, <laughs> it, it, it's like, I, I just don't understand these people. Those like, well, Mike Z was a part of it, so I'm just going to boycott it. It's like, it wouldn't be as good. I guarantee it. It wouldn't be nearly as good as it is right now if he's not a part of that project. And if you're dumb to not think that's that's true. And I'm just saying. If French Caliburst wants to hire him as part of their group project to make GGPO N plus R, that's on them. They're obviously comfortable with Mike Z. It is what it is. If that's what they want to do, that's absolutely fine. And listen, I'm just going to say it like this. The proof is in the pudding. That fucking netcode is smooth. So, <laughs> sh so shut up, play your game, and stay off Twitter. <laughs> yeah, he's the martyr, man. He's the sacrifice. <laughs> we needed him to burn himself so that we can all relish the, the updates of... Uh... He needed to steal, to burn uh, Skullgirl so he could work on Guilty Gear. <laughs> <laughs> oh god, dude. Okay, man. Yeah, dude. I I don't like that either, man. Like, okay, so I think it's one of those type of things where like you got to separate the artist from the art in the type mm. of you know what I mean. Like, it's like yeah. he did this. I can't mess with it. And by all means, if that's how you feel, hey, that's how you feel, man. So I I can understand wanting to separate those things, but man, if I were to take what they said and said. Hey, man, we just wanted to give you guys the best gaming experience. I respect that, man. Like, that's like, hell yeah, dude. They revived a game that a team of other people worked on just by fixing that netcode, man. Like, even if you don't like Mike Z, he revived that game. Like, he helped revive it. It's not just him, too, because it, hmm. it probably wasn't just him either. They, no. they put it all on his ass, though. But you know how that goes. But they put it all in his ass. But, like, I appreciate the fact that they're willing, because think about it also, if you want to look at it in a way, they're willing to work with somebody with bad PR to make your game better. Mm -hmm. It doesn't matter what he's done. He could have been a criminal, and people have done that. People hire criminals all the time, you know. He, 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 they wanted to make your experience better, and I appreciate that, man. You can appreciate that. What I don't appreciate is them talking about kicking his ass out, though, but I appreciate that. And, yo, man, I don't like that either, too, with how you mentioned about other people. It was like, nah, man, I'm not going to play it because he – ass out of here with that man that game is great man all right the game is great go and play it don't let mike z be the only he's not the only one that worked in the damn team man you know what i'm saying like anything he touches you not so this dude if he makes gold coins and he could save the whole world and and he's the only one that could feed everybody you're not about to take it because of what he did in the past oh okay man i'm gonna take it god damn it if i have if he's the only one that can make water and you're not gonna take it because he did that man i'm gonna drink that damn water man so sometimes it's not about those things man sometimes you got to look at the bigger picture with all this kind of stuff and set some of that personal stuff aside man yeah it's i uh, i don't know i 
The one thing I would hope for him that he would do is in order for him to kind of move on from this is just put out a statement, Mike, like put out something out there where you either confirm or deny and let's try to move past this whole thing. So maybe you can get a publisher in the future and start making some more games. But I think right now he's just kind of content of maybe keeping low, doing these little <laughs> sneak <Yeah>. projects. <laughs> I, I mean, know. maybe that's what it was supposed to. It was supposed to be a sneak project and someone just kind of blasted him like that. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I, I would also think in like in my head, I'd be like, hey, man, I lawyer up, man. You know, <laughs> that's me, man. You all yeah. here doing that. You got to lawyer your ass up, man. That's, uh, you know, that's got to be careful with stuff like this, man. But yeah, no, yeah. I mean, if he did something bad, hey, man, terrible for that. But if he did something, mm-hmm. if he didn't do anything, he didn't do anything. Yeah. We got to move past these type of things, though. But yeah, whatever. It's yeah. up in the air, man. I just want to play some. Guilty Gear Action Core with plus R with uh, play with plus R with GGPO man. <laughs> yep. Yeah, and that thing is smooth. Hey, you know, not to I don't know if Kimone listens to this podcast, but hey, yeah, uh, Kimone, <laughs> you right. might want to give Mike Z a ring, <laughs> right? Yo, seriously, man, call somebody, man. They they yeah. need to call some other Americans or something like that that's worked on that stuff because mm-hmm. I I I like there's a part of me where it's like uh, they're working it on themselves. Mm, I don't know, man. I if if the if the Guilty Gear Strive isn't so good, the the, the Neko, I'm gonna be like, mm, I don't know, man. <laughs> yeah. Well, the the one dude that worked on Killer Instinct is there to to help out. Oh, okay, great, great, yeah. I mean, let let's hope, right? We haven't seen yeah. anything yet. Oh. Yeah, 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 man. All right, now we can got we can start talking about the fighting topic of the week, Pringle. I, I did some scouting this week. <laughs> what you got? It's it, it was kind of slow. I didn't really have a fighting game topic, so I was like, you know what? We're a podcast. We talk about fighting games. I'm sure there are more of this type of stuff out there. So I did some scouting and I looked for any current fighting game podcasts out right now available. And I kind of want to compare. So I want to see who is FGC Hollywood competing with in the podcast space for fighting. And, you know, things that we can learn from them or things that we know to do better or maybe not to do. So I've compiled a list here of five fighting game podcasts and I kind of want to play a game. I don't have any titles, as you can see here. I don't have any titles for these podcasts, but I know them by memory. I'm going to give you these qualities of these podcasts, and then maybe you can guess them. I don't know. I sent you that list earlier. I don't know if you looked over it. I looked a bit over it, but it was so much. I I listened to like one of them, and I I was like, all right, I'm done. So So just based on the titles, these are the podcasts for the the titles I sent you. Okay. Now, I'm going to read out these features of these podcasts, and maybe you can guess who these traits belong to. Oh, man. <laughs> so I listened to all of these and we'll, we'll get to how much I listened to them or how much I did not listen to them. So podcast number one has excellent audio quality. Like I'm talking professional, really, really good. Mm-hmm. It's relatively short in length, about 45 minutes, give or take. It's a personality based structure. So it has a lot of uh, opinions. So it has kind of like topic opinion, topic opinion. And it also has a lot of tangents. So again, per very personality based, they, they, they kind of run off to talk about some other things. And it's it's got a fairly decent flow. That's mm. podcast number one. Now, can you guess out of... Actually, do you want me to read the whole list or do you want to guess one per one? I'll guess one for one. So so podcast number one, who do you think this is? Is it that one... Uh, What's the one? I think Zio mentions it. Or is Jam or one of those guys, man. It's, uh, is it the combo one? Uh, yeah, you're talking about coffee and combos? Is that what it is? Yes. You're okay, because they say it's really good, but I haven't really seen much of it, but like they say it's really good. 
So yeah, so uh, again, the audio quality is really good. I actually want to reach out to these guys to figure out how they're doing their audio quality because I'm really envious of uh, how they're getting that sound. It's uh, it's really crisp. It's really well done. And they do it. They, I think they try to shoot for bi-weekly from what I saw on their schedule. And they're very short in length. So I think they, they do reach an hour every now and again. But for the most part, they're, I don't think they're as comprehensive as what we do here. But it's still, a, I would say it's an enjoyable listen. At least it was one of the more enjoyable listens I've had for a, a podcast out of these five. <laughs> <laughs> Boy. So, yeah, here in FGC Hollywood, at least on my part, because obviously, Pringo, I don't think you've listened to them. But uh, I, uh, I'll, I'll endorse Coffee and Combos. I, I like their content. Yeah, I heard nothing but good things. So, what? Podcast number two has decent audio quality. Oh, man. It's about, and I would say by decent, I would say maybe they're closer to us in audio quality. So like, it's, you know, it's not as good as Coffee and Combos, but it's still, it's okay. It runs about an hour to 90 minutes long on average. Its structure is usually just tournament rundowns and it has an ensemble co-host. So it's multiple co-hosts. It's usually the one guy and it's either him with another person or maybe three person up to, I think, four or five. So it's... Good Lord. You don't always know what you're going to get, I don't believe, because uh, I listened to a couple of podcasts, one that I almost finished and the other one I just kind of want to see how they do their co-host. One had two, the other had four, and another one I think had three, but I couldn't really discern the voices. So they do experiment with multiple people on the podcast, but I think they also have regulars. Mm. And it's also usually live. The ones that I listened to were actually pre-recorded. So I'm assuming it's sometimes a Twitch stream. But depending on, I guess, their circumstance or situation, they also do pre-recorded episodes, kind of like how we do here. Ah, okay, okay. Mm, is it the Wave Dash guys? No, it is not Wave Dash. I actually did not. I did not listen to Wave Dash because Wave Dash has not had an episode within the last thirty days. That that oh, was my criteria. Man. Oh, okay, okay. Uh man, is it the 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 the, the James Chen one? It is not the James Chen one. This this podcast is called it's called Double Tap. Oh, okay, okay. Never heard of them before. Yeah, Double Tap. Their bigger entity is called Mash These Button Mash Those Buttons. Oh, okay. That, that's the website. And they've been doing this podcast for quite a long time now. And yeah, it's very news oriented, kind of like how we have our segments here. Mm-hmm. And it's uh, overall decent. So I listened to most of it. I, I believe I listened to 57 minutes out of like the total 75 or so. Yeah. And it was pretty decent. They actually, they talked a lot. Of, the only thing I didn't like about it is that it had a lot of tournament rundowns. And I, I personally don't really care for that type of stuff, but I understand some people do. And they were talking about the Rambo trailer. And the one thing I didn't like about that is that visually you have to be there in order to sort of understand what they're talking about because they were uh, actually breaking down the Rambo trailer via audio, oh, man. which I didn't like. That's, that's so hard. Yeah, it's like, yeah. yo, man, let me tell you about what happened. So he's like doing yeah. this, doing that. I'm like, yo, man, I can't. Like, you out here expecting me to picture all that? Yeah, like they're talking about, well, if you look at minute 23. Oh, man, that's, <laughs> that's that's way too, yeah. That's a, Man, if you go into two minutes, pause it, freeze frame right there, man, right there. It's like, this ain't no Joe Rogan podcast, man. No. You're not looking at it while you listen to it, man. Yeah. And most people listen to podcasts when they're doing something else. I listen yeah. to podcasts when like I vacuum or something like that. Yeah, exactly, man. I listen to them when I'm like, washing dishes and stuff like that, man. Yeah. House chores. So wait, let me see. We got three more podcasts here. Podcast number three has pretty poor audio quality, if I say so myself. It's a Twitch stream archive. It doesn't really have a real structure. It's just kind of all over the place. They talk over each other a lot, which I can't stand in podcasts. I try not to do that. I, I mean, sometimes I, I catch myself, but I try to 
mostly stay silent when the co-host is is talking. Uh, tournament rundowns and interviews. So they do interviews towards the later segments of the show. But for the most part, it's tournament rundowns and just kind of shooting the shit. A lot of tangents. Very difficult for them to stay on topic. Multiple co-hosts, but for now, it seems like they found the regular three plus the interview guest. And it's mm. over two hours long. It's normally two and a half hours. Damn. Sound like that's not, that don't sound like a that sound like what me what me and my buddies do on Sundays where it ain't really a podcast it's just us talking about random crap right. <laughs> for a couple of hours man it's so much harder too when they actually like focus on one thing but in the end it really is just a bunch of random crap so it kind of well, there's chat off. interaction too so it's it, it takes them ah, away from yeah. multiple points because they keep going back to chat and then they get sidetracked and then they forget to to track back to the original point so yeah that's, that's why I don't like Twitch stream archives as 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 podcasts. Yeah, that sounds more like what I do with my friends, where it's just like us talking about random crap, man. Is it? Is it? <laughs> yo, is it ultra? Is it James Chen one? It is Ultra yo, Chen man. TV. Oh, <laughs> I've tried watching their podcast, man. I just can't, man. It's so like long winded. I don't know where they go with any of that stuff, dude. It's long. I mean, I'm I'm not gonna front. I don't like the podcast. I think it's ass. Yeah, but yeah. you know, we're long too. Like we run about from what I've seen after we're at episode eight. We run about 90 minutes to two hours, which is still very long, but we're also segmented and not to say that we do the best, you know, out of everything here, but we have news, we have topics and we have, you know, we shoot the shit also, but like we have, I mean, you could really, if, if you only wanted to listen to like game sales at the end, you can you go, go to that, YouTube yeah. or whatever. Yeah. And just be like, okay, what's on sale? And then like, peace out. Whereas with them, like, you don't really know, um, maybe they have on the YouTube side, maybe yeah. they have the timestamps, but I don't know. I, yeah, I feel like theirs is more like a random thing where if they consider it, they probably do consider it a podcast, though. That's what kind of makes it more like, eh. And the thing is that when there's not a lot of things happening in an hour and a half, I'd say that's like kind of like what the average runtime of a movie. If there's not a lot happening, it's always going to feel so long. So if mm -hmm. you're listening to some people talk about something and it just feels like dry, like, you're watching drywall over here, paint getting dry over here. It don't matter what. It's it's gonna feel. It could be ten minutes, and it's gonna feel long as hell, man. <laughs> like that's right. that's what. Like sometimes I feel when I watch that stream, man, that that podcast. I don't really like it that much either, man. Like, well, I'm like, man, come on, dude. Like, I I don't watch it at all. And like at one point, I thought it was the only thing we had. Like, I'm not even front, man. <laughs> that the only fighting game we had, because like everyone knows James Chen. You know what I'm saying? Because he's right. like a big commentator and, and Ultra David. But then it's like, man, this podcast sucks, man. I personally don't like it. But, like, I, hey, if you like it, that's cool, man. I don't like it. It is ass. Like Max said, it is ass. It's booty butt sheets. But I don't know how, like, it, they can drown out, like, 10 minutes. Hey, if there's anything that, that that show is good for, it's probably putting you to sleep, man. You can probably use that <laughs> really well for some ASMR out there, man. Not even because the audio, this is, I okay, so forget, like, the no structure, the fact that chat always takes yeah. them out, away from whatever. The poor audio quality, the fact that multiple hosts are different levels, man, that drives me nuts. Yeah, that's always like a, a, a tough thing. I, I it's, it's probably worse for you. Yeah, it bugs me sometimes too. I'm not going to front. Because like what I do with my friends is that we're like, it's so random. So it doesn't really matter so much. And we're like kind of just there chilling. So I wouldn't even say as much of a podcast, more like us kind of hanging out. That's what we mm -hmm. kind of treat it as. But when you treat it more like a podcast and it's like something you're trying to do every so often with some form of like scheduling then you kind of yeah. want that consistency to make more sense of it for the viewer and the audience but yeah when i watch that i don't know what the hell they talking about like at least they talk about multiple fighting games though like i appreciate that like yeah uh, i kind of do that 
Yeah, I kind of don't like when one when, so I feel like with these fighting game podcasts, maybe I'll just go into it after you're done with all this, but I like the fact that they do other games. Like I don't like it when one when uh, one thing is like, oh, this is a fighting game podcast, but we do Street Fighter only. Okay. <laughs> yeah, we'll we'll definitely get into that once we're done. But uh I will say be before the next one, this one the Ultra Chen TV one. I've listened to multiple episodes, at least the beginning of them, with this mm -hmm. particular one for this uh, segment. I listened to, I believe, 15 minutes of ep the latest episode that they had. But I went back into Apple Podcasts and I listened to just random episodes. The way you know you're you're going to start listening to an Ultra Chen TV podcast is the fact that... So I believe James Chen is the one that's recording it. And you can always hear his fan or like his <laughs> room in the background. <laughs> That's it how the hot. podcast starts. It's hot over there, man. <laughs> the only the one the one James Chen one I listened to was the one with Mike Z, and that's basically because I was listening to Mike Z because I always mm -hmm. like at one point I was always looking for anything this dude talked about when it came to fighting games, anything recent because a lot of stuff is real old with him. Right. So like especially when you made the one with him, I was like, damn, I just wanted to hear what he has to say about all this. Stuff. That was like two hours too. Yeah, man, because like I don't like personally man i don't know any other fighting game dev i don't know if you know any other fighting game dev that talks to people in general like like they yeah. talking to the audience i don't see that so often so when i saw him he would do it every so often but like sometimes he just didn't have anything recent so i was like i'm just scouting the net looking for anything new this guy would talk about because whenever he talk about fighting games it's it's different to how i see them because he creates mm -hmm. them so i just didn't get that so like that's the only time i listened to them i was i listened to like almost like the full thing man it was pretty good. Yeah, he, Mike Z is really fun to listen to when he's talking about fighting games and nothing else. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> okay, podcast number four has decent audio quality, but it's not an actual fighting game podcast. It's a Street Fighter podcast. It has some interviews, mostly mainstream topics. So it's either only Street, Street Fighter stuff or if something big happens with Mortal Kombat or Dragon Ball, they'll talk about that. It usually has a set uh, co-host. So it's usually two people. Sometimes they'll have interviews, so that'll be a third third person. And it's about an hour long on a weekly basis. Damn, I don't have no clue, man. <laughs> I'll give you a hint. All right, go they, ahead. They also have a website. Oh, man. Is it Event Hubs? Hold up. It is Event Hubs. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, I didn't even know they had a podcast, so you guys mentioned it, man. Like, Okay, so this podcast, I listened. So my first run at it, I listened to uh, two minutes and five seconds. Mm -hmm. And I had to turn it off. Because I just... <laughs> I was just like, okay, I can't. I just can't. Uh, so, and like the first 48 seconds is the intro. So the guy runs down what they're going to talk about. Mm -hmm. And then they got some intro music. And then they talk, they, they kind of chit chat for a second. And then they get to like the first point. Immediately, I had to turn it off because I was like, I can't. I can't listen to you talk about Brr. this shit. Like, I can't. Two minutes and five seconds, I think. And then I was just like, okay, I went to go listen to something else. And then I came back and I listened to six more minutes. And I was like, I can't listen to this. So I'm about eight minutes in. And yeah, I gave up on it. <laughs> do you know how often they do their thing about a week uh, every week so kind of like us every week and mm -hmm. they only talking about street fighter oh good luck they probably talk about tournament stuff man yeah they do they do they talk mm -hmm. about tournaments they talk about tier lists they talk about all the shit that i hate oh man yeah and so listen i got i got beef with event hubs too because they stole my shit back in <laughs> <laughs> it's personal again it's oh, personal again ahead. I wrote I wrote an article back in 2018 and I made a video and this dude who works for Event Hubs or whatever he, he steals people's shit. Oh, he man. took my article and took my video and put it on Event Hubs. And then he, pinged, he pinged me on Twitter. He's like, "Hey everybody, check out 
what Mac did, and but it's on our website, so we're getting ad revenue on it. I was like, what the hell? First <laughs> of all, you didn't reach out to me to use my shit. Second of all, I hate you and take it down. <laughs> and third of all, don't ever ping me on Twitter ever again. So I, I talked to the guy. I DM'd the dude. I was like, hey, take that shit off. I didn't, didn't give you my consent. And he was like, okay, my bad. So they had to rewrite the article. They didn't they didn't take away the video, but they just or rather they did take away the video, but they said this was inspired by Max Spicer's video on this and that. I was like, you assholes. Don't <laughs> ever do inspired. that. So l- listen, I, I a lot of people, content creators, they're really happy when Event Hubs takes their shit and put them on a website because they get more exposure. But I don't see it that way. I was like, I don't want that exposure. I don't want to be associated with event hubs at all like y'all can stay free and and go do tier lists and chun li costumes but so the the podcast the reason why i stopped it at two minutes is because did you see that snk commercial for kof all stars oh yeah yeah are we talking about that now or well that's the reason why i stopped oh okay okay it's because the guy started talking about it he's like wow i cannot believe he was so appalled about oh the commercial Ugh, people like that you're only feeding on something you're a toe sucker probably <laughs> <laughs> so i had to turn it off i was like listen i i can't i can't listen to this shit like the the over the fact that he was so dramatic about fictional characters getting slapped on the butt by terry Bog by another fictional character mm-hmm. and I, I said it on on the discord the most problem i had with that commercial was how bad it looked like it, it was just like poorly animated kind of weird i was like what what was the point of this i actually yeah i didn't get it i i thought it was funny because it reminded me of like the animation of like robot chicken oh yeah 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 (laughs) yeah yeah. so i was like (laughs) it's funny because it's shitty (laughs) yeah man i just laughed at it i was like why would terry bogart drive through and kula and uh, these two other Maya and i forgot the other one would just blue mary oh yeah they're eating eating ramen and he just slaps her butt Yo, that commercial was funny, though, man. I don't see why anybody cared about it, though, if anybody took it. Yeah. Why do you take offense to that? I don't know, but it was funny on my on my end. Because, hey, man, it, what if it was my slapping Terry Bogard's geese and, uh, I don't know, another male in the game's ass? Nobody would say anything. Too. They wouldn't say yeah, shit. Yeah, nobody would say that. Dude. Yeah, it would be funny. <laughs> It'd be funnier, actually, for me. <laughs> <laughs> it would be funnier. Yeah. They wouldn't take it down, I guarantee you that. Yeah, definitely, man. But, yeah. I think that podcast is trash. I don't know which podcast is worse, that one or James Chen's one. But um, <laughs> well, we got the we got the final final podcast, and this one I don't, I'm not sure if you'll be able to get one. This one's a little mm-hmm. niche. So podcast number five has average audio quality, segmented weekly topics, some tangents, but for the most part they keep it on track, and it runs about sixty to ninety minutes. Mm. Is it the one that I mentioned earlier that like you showed me, and they were like. We love NRS. I think that was one of their title names. I yes. don't that's the yes. one. Okay, yeah. I like they sounded well. And when I heard yeah. them, they sounded pretty good in the car. And they had Sharpie, which was cool. Yeah, yeah, they had Sharpie as well. So that one is best of five. They've been running that podcast for a long time. They have mm. a pretty structured show that they run there. And overall it's okay. I will say it's a to me, you know, it's a little boring. Like it's a little bland. But yeah, those are the competitors that I saw that had an episode within the last month. Obviously, there are some others that have been not as active. We're talking about uh, No Frills, right? They haven't put out oh, an episode in a long time. They're, man, they're so funny, man. Yo, <laughs> dude, RIP though, man. Yeah, I think it's because they did their, theirs was a, as a live thing. You know, they did it in person. So it's probably why they're not, you know, it's not too much of a thing. Now all yeah. Yipes do is play Marvel's Capcom 2 in like pot <laughs> or something. Well, maybe they'll bring it back after the pandemic. Yeah, maybe. Uh, you you talked about it earlier Wave Dash. So the reason why I didn't put Wave Dash on there is because it was uh, over thirty days where the last episode was. So I didn't yeah. I didn't put it on there. 
I uh, I, I can't. That's mostly Tekken, though. Dash, man. Yeah, Tekken. Yeah, they're real. real t- I like. I I would like the idea of Wave Dash if it had less people, man. There's like 20 people up in there, man. <laughs> I'm like, yo, come on, man. You know, if you put eight people in your two bedroom apartment, it's gonna feel cramped. So you can imagine mm-hmm. <laughs> what it is with 10 people on a podcast, bro. Like. A lot of voices. And also, like, I mean, I love Tekken, don't get me wrong, but I can't only listen to a Tekken podcast. Yeah, that doesn't help either. Okay, so that that was fighting game topic of the week. And uh, I think I'm going to double roll back the non-fighting game topic of the week. (laughs) (laughs) The reason why I'm doing that is because I'm sure we're going to have another slow week eventually. Probably. I want to just keep that because this this is probably going to be a good... uh, It's going to take a good chunk of time to go all over this, this whole thing, so... You know, it ain't going nowhere. So tune in for maybe maybe the next episode. Maybe we'll roll back three times. <laughs> <laughs> However much we got to roll back, man. You know, we adding GGPO, man. Next update, we'll add GGPO. This update, <laughs> we're running on some, like, Street Fighter V uh, code, man. <laughs> yeah, we teleporting right now. Yeah, we, uh, we, all, uh, we all are Dalsim players, man. So that, that'll leave us to the sales. And all of these sales are actually Halloween sales. And okay, so I looked on PlayStation 4, Xbox One, nothing. I don't know why they didn't do anything special for Halloween. <laughs> really? Yeah. They have like their normal sales, but all of them are kind of whack. And I didn't yeah. see any of them that are for fighting games, really. So I didn't include them. But uh, Steam sales, man, a really good Steam sales. Mm-hmm. I'm hoping I can turn this around quickly. I, I, it'd be nice if I could turn this around on sunday so people will have some time to if they don't know about these sales to get some of these games but all these sales are going to end on november 2nd so arcana heart three love max six stars with six exclamation points is 19 dollars 79 this is a pretty good deal i find the blaze blue collection so every single blaze blue game with all the dlc is 15 dollars 26 the next one is i can't believe i'm reading this blaze blue across tag battle <laughs> standard edition is $14.99. Special edition is $24.99. So. I wouldn't pay $2 for that game. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. Dude, wait. Man, wait a minute. I've seen that game. The standard normally, I've seen the physical for like five bucks in a lot of places, man. I wouldn't pay 15 for that. But go ahead. Yeah. I'm sorry. This next one, I think people should buy. So Guilty Gear Exit Revelator Deluxe Plus Rev 2 Deluxe is $11.99. on Steam. That's really good, I find. And this is a big one. Guilty Gear XX Axon Core plus R is $2.99. I mean, pff, man, man if, I, you don't, if you don't have $3 lying around, man, you got, <laughs> you got I another problem. Yo, I bought that and I was like, because I said it the day before, I was like, oh man, $15. I'll just wait for a sale. And then the following day, there was a sale. I was like, oh, and I just bought it up right quick, <laughs> yeah. man. $3. Hell yeah, man. Another game that has GGPO is Fight of Animals is $6.99. You also have Chaos Code, New Sign of Catastrophe is $3.99. That's the poor game that uh, was going to have the new nukes expansion, right? And then it got canceled. Killer Instinct is $9.99, and that's Killer Instinct that's all three seasons with everything mm, in it. So. It's pretty good. Pretty good. Undernight and Birth, basically Uniclair, is $16.74. Street Fighter V is $7.99. Championship, or rather Champion Edition upgrade kit. Is fourteen dollars and ninety nine cents, which is pretty good. good. Yeah, that's really good actually. It comes with like everything. SK Heron's tag team frenzy is twelve dollars and forty nine cents. The deluxe edition, which has the DLC and stuff, is fourteen dollars and ninety nine cents. If that was sub ten dollars, I would have gotten it. But fifteen bucks, I don't know. Yeah, it's pretty fun. 
Skullgirls. I mean, you were talking about Skullgirls is cheaper than dirt, man. Your 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 sandbags are just worse. I literally went. All right, so I went to Home Depot. I bought me a sandbag of fifty pounds, paper sand. Home Depot, four dollars and seventeen cents, boy. Skullgirls <laughs> cheaper than damn sand, man. <laughs> yeah, two dollars or two ninety nine for Skullgirls, and second encore is four ninety nine. So you might as well get second encore if you're gonna buy Skullgirls. Yeah, might as well. Works on Mac. There you go. Mm-hmm. Uh, MKX is $4.99. That's not the XL one. This is just the standard X. Uh, okay. so it doesn't have all the bells and whistles. Injustice Gods Among Us, Ultimate Edition. So this is the the first Injustice is $4.99. And Injustice 2 is $9.99. But the Legendary Edition upgrade is $14.99. So mm. you NRS fans want to play on PC, got some deals. And this is the same deal from... Last week, it's still on the Switch store. Mortal Kombat 11 Standard oh, Edition nice. is is still $20 on the Switch digital store. And that ends November 2nd as well. All right. Now we get to listener questions. We got a Baker's Dozen, my favorite number. We almost didn't get a Baker's Dozen because uh, I'm a dum-dum and I forgot to put out uh, questions <laughs> for people. But uh, Hollywood came through. We had, I think, five that we rolled back from last week. And they added more for us. So... Grateful for that. First one comes from Zio. We know what this was going to be on Patreon. He asked, how much would how much wood would a woodchuck chuck if a woodchuck could play King of Fighters 15? <laughs> man, he'd at least chuck 15, man. <laughs> <laughs> yep. R.I.P., dude. Never know, R. man. R. Don't worry. One day, man. One day, Zio. One day. I believe we also have another question that came from YouTube uh, coming up. Also, mm-hmm. about KOF 15. Oh, boy. All right. Now, how do you say this name? Is this Mikkel Nixon? Yeah. Am I saying that right? You're right. Mikkel Nixon on YouTube asks, Back in the day, Soul Calibur 2 had special versus mode, where you could equip dumb weapons that changed the game, and GG plus R used to have EX versions of characters that were tournament illegal. I loved both these features. How do you all feel about quote-unquote screw-it mechanics in fighting games that just let you play by, rather, lets you play by house rules? Ban that nonsense in ranked, of course, but I think it would be dope if I could make a private room where Potemkin could have his antidepressant scale or Asuka's giant mallet were useful. That'd be dope, man. Yeah, it would be cool. I don't think I'm the type of, I'm I'm not the target market for this. (laughs) Yeah. But it it would be cool. Yeah, it'd be interesting. I wouldn't mind it. It would be great for uh, it would be great for stupid tournaments and casual people. Another example I could use is I'm going to go back to Smash. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna get smelly right quick. But I'm <laughs> going back to Smash. Smash had these things in characters that they were called customs, right? And essentially, it would change all their special moves to something completely different. Like it could give give Luigi like a ice ball, right? Like, and he would freeze somebody instead of a normal fireball. He told he throw an ice ball and it would freeze the opponent. Or Donkey Kong had this uh, punch where, like, whenever he, instead of just throwing out a huge haymaker, his haymaker would like push air, and it would push the, uh, it would throw air out, and like that thing got banned. It was it was actually in tournaments. It was legal in the beginning, but then people didn't like Villager. Villager had this custom where like he makes this little sapling on the floor, and every time you pass it, it makes you trip. And then he had this other thing where he would send a lot, a Lloyd or a big gyroid or whatever you want to call it. He would send it out and it had so much multiple hits. So he could play like super campy, 
super lame. That boy can time you out for the whole seven minutes, man, the whole six minutes, right? But I want to say that they they we sooner it got banned and stuff like that, and I didn't think I don't think it got carried over into Ultimate, which sucks because it was in the Smash Four. But I like those mechanics because they. In a way, it made like it, it kind of also opened up what you can do with a character. You know what I'm saying? Like it, it's kind of like when you can play like assist games. It's almost mm-hmm. like that in a way. Like you can open up all these kind of different ways to play a certain game. So I think it would be cool if you could like make your own little separate private room and just be like, all right, man, I'm gonna make, I'm gonna give Millie a freaking uh, pot buster, man. Like you know, that'd be sick as hell, man. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Some silly like that. So I. I, that would be cool, but it, it, at the same time, like I think it would help casually wise, like definitely help casually, like at least give the game more to it, man. And I don't even think it would require much more, but I don't know. It's not something anybody's too keen on. It seems like, but oh well. no, yeah, I'm not big on it, but I do, yeah, I don't, I wouldn't mind it. Mm-hmm. I I probably wouldn't use it very often. Yeah. He also adds. He says, not really a question, but could you all talk about Street Fighter 4's edition select and why the hell ain't that shit in every other fighting game since? There is actually a fighting game that has something similar to that, and it's Guilty Gear Rev 2. You can actually go back to Rev 1. Oh, um, cool. Yeah, you can. So, like, in Rev 2, I, Amelia, right? She had pin, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, she, she still has it and all that. Like, I, I believe so. But before, so, like, in Rev 1, Amelia's Oki game was stupid, man. Like, we're talking, like, Easy as hell, retarded, always work, easy, <laughs> easy ass, 50-50s. Because what she would do is that she, she'd hit you in the air combo and her hair would twirl down. And then it would just cause you to you go down with her to the floor and she'd knock you down. And then she basically just uh, does the disc okey. In Rev 2, they took that away from her ass. Like, they were like, nah, that's like too oppressive. Mm-hmm. So then the only way now she can kind of get that strong okey set up is with pin, which is her resource. So, yeah, you can't actually go back into Rev 1 from Rev 2. Hmm. Yeah, that's really cool. I like it. So, like, in Street Fighter 4, it was neat that you could play, like, an Ultra character against mm-hmm. a vanilla character. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's actually really cool because I think that opened up the world to, like, all kinds of... I think in Street Fighter 5, they kind of did that, though, but because what they did with the Ultras and stuff is that they changed it to V-Trigger, you know? Mm-hmm. But, yeah, it's not the same. <laughs> Javier Abraham Aguilar Acuna or Acua. I oh hope boy. I, I butchered the shit out of that. Soup. <laughs> Alphabet soup, man. That's what we do. Alphabet soup. Uh, he asked on YouTube, how do you pick your mains with their character in mind or solely because of their functions? You, you actually, you answered that earlier in the show. You're just going to pick random. <laughs> yeah, man. I'm just going to pick random, man. But if I was going to answer with your question, I just go with functions, man. They're all functions in the end. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it don't matter. Yeah, man. It don't matter, man. I'm still going to win. <laughs> See, I, I can't do random. The way I, I pick my main is, first of all, they have to look interesting to me. So either like cool or... You know, they have something that just entices me to be like, okay, I can get with that. Or I can, you know, I, I can resonate, you know. And then after I play them, that's when I'm like, okay. Like in Blaze Blue, I really like the way Hazama looks. I think he yeah. looks really cool. But then I played him. I was like, I won't be able to play this because it's not my type of style to play. <laughs> He's an annoying ass character <laughs> <Yeah>. style, man. <laughs> I, I can't really vibe with like, you know, chain, chain. Like I, I, it's not, it's not, not, not really my thing. Mm-hmm. so then i went down i was like okay who's the second coolest looking one and i looked across the roster and i was like well there's a couple more there was bang but i didn't really like the way bang played either 
Yeah. And eventually, I did that process until I landed on Tsubaki. And I was like, okay, yeah, Tsubaki, she's cool enough where I, I like the way she looks and I like the way she plays. So that's that's the process. But yeah, I, I'm definitely just picking, like, before I would say I picked it based off their looks and like how they, I used to pick like fast and female characters. That was like my thing, man. I got to pick a waifu, mm-hmm. man. And she's got to go. Because the thing about picking waifus is that they're generally faster in almost every fighting game. They're always right. usually the faster, the lighter type of characters and they're not that tall. I don't really like tall characters that much because I feel like they get hit with everything. But now I'm just like, I just played up function because like I picked up main Guilty Gear Ref too. And man, I only picked her up because I didn't like I didn't like playing Amelia that much because she died in two hits. I didn't like playing Jam that much because she's kind of boring. Like Jam and Psycho is just overhead, overhead, low, over. It, it just felt, it did not feel very fun because the Psycho is kind of like the same. Knock him down, charge a car, same thing over and over. And then I just picked up May and then I realized that she could do all kinds of weird stuff that doesn't exist in normal fighting games like she can summon the dolphin and then she can jump on top of the dolphin and she could make it so that dolphin can disappear and she's like hella plus on block she got a lot of stuff man it's crazy mm-hmm. can't believe they, they nerfed her from Scott. <laughs> right? i was waiting for that part Dude, yeah. for <laughs> <laughs> they took it away from her man they took away the, the hoop stuff dude mm-hmm. she had so much cool stuff man she could hop on the dolphin and it can just bolt her all the way across the other side of the screen she can make the dolphin disappear. She can she can cross up with the, the beach ball. Bro. She got all kinds of stuff, man. They took it away from her, man. I was playing her, and I was like, whoa, what the hell? Like, I jumped on the dolphin by mistake because she can make the dolphin spawn, right? And the dolphin goes through a hoop. And at any point, at any point that dolphin is out there, she can jump on the dolphin, and it'll just throw her ass all the way to the other side of the screen. And I did that by mistake. And I was like, whoa, what the hell is going on? This chick is crazy, man. Yeah. And she hits like a freaking truck. So that was like it, man. But that it was really, I didn't pick her based on how she looked. Because she looked like a kid, man. You know what I'm saying? Right. I'm playing a little kid, but she's like 20 in a plot yeah. or whatever. But like her functions is really what like, I, I'm like combo fiend, man. They all just functions. Yeah. <laughs> her, her function really got me because I was like, yo, this character is dope because of what she can do. Not because what she looked like. Yeah, and sometimes it works out that way. Yeah. Also, man, sometimes, yeah. like with Guilty Gear, for me personally, it it worked out where I was just like, you ever like just find the one where I was like, yeah, like that's my shit right yeah, there? Yeah, yeah, I, I felt that. Yeah, man, definitely. So that's how I feel about Eno, where like, I, I don't really care. Like, I like, like Johnny looks cool. I would like to play him eventually. Maybe Lauren Biken, because she's kind of interesting. If we're talking about Rev 2, Answer, I find to be really cool. Answer is cool. I wanted to, yeah, he's a really cool guy, man, actually. But, like when I saw Eno, and this is more when I played Persona 4 Arena and I went to go play Plus R for a little bit, I was like, okay, yeah, I was like, yeah, I don't need anything. Like, Eno, like, that's the chick right there. Cause, like, I don't know. It's like you sometimes just fall in love with, like, and a, she's amazing in the game, man. Like, she's mm-hmm. she's pretty nuts, man. Her, she got Magneto air grab out there, man. She grabbed your ass oh, from, like it. two towns away, dude. Yeah, and she has instant air, uh, instant overheads with her air, with her step. Oh, I love it. I love really it. Good. Air dashing with that girl. She's that's a bad woman right there. I yeah, like man. Okay, where we're at. Number four, Arrow on YouTube. Do you think fighting games should design their characters around their mechanics or their mechanics around their characters? So if it's ground up, right? If you're making these characters from scratch, I would hope you design the mechanics first and then appeal it to the character. But if yeah. you're taking an IP, like okay, let's say you're making a Spider-Man game with Spider-Man characters. Yeah, man. You would have to okay who's the character dr octopus or whatever his name is you better give him some zoning tools right (laughs) yeah it's i think it should come in in the idea that you want to make sure that when you make 
either the fighting game or i mean either the the characters and the mechanic either the characters or mechanics you want to make those kind of run, run together well like you want to make them make sure that it's like buttery smooth on both ends and that's sometimes because like i felt like i've played games where the character doesn't fit the game well i don't know if you ever had that uh feeling mac yeah yeah I yeah man okay uh fred on youtube asks any tips for players who feel as they've hit a wall in their development also if you only had three games to play for the rest of your life fighting or otherwise what would they be i guess the first we'll tackle the first question any tips uh this sounds kind of stupid but i would say uh, play a different game right <laughs> yeah man yeah you're right if you're struggling with you know trying to find more out of the specific fighting game that you're playing or a specific character go play another one like if you're playing whatever sam show and you're feeling that your neutral is kind of lacking or you've hit a, a plateau go play an air dasher and just trying to figure it out. Yo, that, that's actually, yeah, that, that's some pretty good one. I was going to say, you probably ain't hit a wall. You just think you did. But <laughs> but yeah, that, that that's good too, man. I I used, I played a lot of different games and it helped me a lot just playing something else. Whenever, whenever I felt like I wasn't progressing too much in another one, I just pop another one in or hit the train room. But playing another one does help sometimes because it keeps your mind fresh. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it puts things in perspective. Also, you can translate certain skills that you would see in faster games to slower games and vice mm -hmm. versa. So yeah, I would just say take some time off, go play something else, and then come back and maybe you'll have like a rejuvenated feeling about the game. That's what I do, at least. Yeah. Okay. Where? Oh yeah, the second part of his question. He said, only three games. We kind of answered this last week. Yeah. Only three games for the rest of your life, fighting or otherwise, what would it be? So this time we're not on an island. It's just... Oh, yeah. <laughs> We're in our rooms. I'll pick Ultimax, Tekken okay. 6, and I'll play... Uh, this is going to be a weird one, but uh, Tiger Woods uh, Golf Pro Tour, whatever it's called, for like 2009. Yo, is that the one that I swear to you know was always playing every time? Is that the one that's like on Fight Cade or something like that? Uh, oh, no, 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 not, not that one. That's like... Okay. Uh, I know what you're talking about. Okay. No, this, this one is like a 3D one. It's for the Wii. Um, it's probably for other things too, but it's for the Wii. And the only reason why I would play is because my dad loves that game, so I could play with my dad. Oh, <laughs> that's a good one. That's a good one. Yeah. All right. Uh, I'd say uh, mine would probably be Dragon Quest. Could be any one of them, actually, man. It don't even really matter which Dragon Quest, as long as I get to play one. Probably Final Fantasy Tactics of some sort. I'm a, I really enjoy those games, any one of them, even the Game Boy Advance ones, because there's a PS1 one. A Game Boy Advance one and a DS one, and I, I like all of them. Mm. And I guess if I put a fighting game in there, I'd, I'd maybe put—I don't think I could keep playing Skullgirls, man, for the rest of my <laughs> life. Man. I'll be real with you, man. Unless that game gets updates, like regular updates. I'm talking about it needs—we need—I'm needing like some Grand Blue Fantasy patches out here, man. Mm. <laughs> I don't know if I can play that for the rest of my life, man. I don't think about it. Maybe a KOF game, man. I feel like you could get so much out of those games, man. Maybe a yeah. KOF game. Yeah. Maybe 13. B39 underscore on YouTube ask, any thoughts on KOF 15 <laughs> info will drop and or KOF discussion in general? The KOF discussion in general, that's the part that, uh, to be honest, I don't even see KOF people talk about KOF 15 that much. Yeah, man, they don't talk about their games, man. I don't know what the hell they, <laughs> they don't. don't. <laughs> the hell is that? Like, is it, do SNK fans do not exist? SNK putting out more word on every new character they get than the fans themselves. I'd be feeling like they don't exist, man. Then maybe they're in like, like this 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 vacuum that doesn't this black hole in space that only they exist in. 
I don't know what it is, man. I feel like they're super quiet, man. Maybe they'll be like, maybe they'll come out the dungeons once 15 drops, man. But I, yeah, maybe, maybe they're talking about it with 2002, but I still don't see people talking about it even with 2002 out. As far as the timing, when I think it will drop, I don't, I don't really know because uh, I'm, I'm sorry. I should have researched it before we started this podcast, but I don't know what uh, SNK's fiscal year is. Like, I don't know what month and it starts and ends on. But if they're getting close to the end of the fiscal year, I would assume maybe they would try to time that announcement then. But uh, to be honest, man, I would assume next year. I wouldn't, I wouldn't bank on it too much this year, just because they've been so quiet. I don't see why they would put anything out this year. Okay, Felonious Monk on YouTube asks, what setting has been underutilized in fighting games? I'm talking about examples like Ancient Japan, 80s Ghetto Streets, or settings like in Blade Runner or Steampunk. Sorry, my dog was, I don't know what he was doing there. Oh, he, <laughs> oh, he said BB tag sucks. <laughs> <laughs> I heard that dirt. It's all yeah. good. Uh, and if you had the chance to start a new IP for a fighting game, what setting would you pick and why? Underutilized settings in fighting games. Hmm. I, I probably should have prepared an answer for this one. <laughs> ah, but see, that one, you got to get it off the dome because I don't got one either. I would go like Bioshock. Like, oh, like, yeah, uh, that'd be cool. Like an, like an underground, make it I'm, like an old school underground, almost like, a, like the 1940s or 1950s. I think that would be kind of dope. Oh man, you made me think. What about an underground? Like, I think they've used it in some like levels and stages. But what about an underground? Like, the game setting is basically an underground fight club. And that's pretty much it. And it's got like different levels. Like, have you ever seen those uh those like shows where it's like if you go to this floor, it's like the holy holy floor, and there's like gold all over, gold oh, yeah, yeah. things. You know what I mean? And, and then like one floor is like a lava floor. What is it? And it's all the same underground fight club with different floors. Each floor is like a whole different world. Man, that'd be gangster, man. That'd be... There you go. Boom. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Uh, also, Mac, KOF 2002, Unlimited Match, or 13. That's a really tough one. I think 2002 UM is really special, but man, I, I got a special place in my heart for 13, so I would go with 13. Uh, Heinz the Rhyme Bomber on YouTube asked, when trying out a new character, what things do you look for first? And do you try it in training mode or arcade mode or versus the CPU? I guess that is sort of kind of like how pick. Well, I guess no, not really, because we were picking a main based on physical, or rather, uh, presentation aspects. But this one is trying out a new character. So, I'll say this: when I try out a new character, I look for uh, situations to put myself in. Uh, the the three positions on on stage: so uh, up close, mid range, and full screen. I look at my options there, and then. A big thing that you actually touched on earlier is uh, speed of the character. I can't play super slow characters. I can play like, yeah, you know, it's hard to play normal speed is okay. But I, I like faster characters. So I'll I'll test in training mode for the most part. I'll test things like aerial mobility, grounded mobility. And then once I am comfortable with that, that I'll start messing around with more intricate stuff. Okay, can, what can I cancel in the air? What mm-hmm. can I string on the ground? And then it becomes a very meta fighting game thing to do, right? We're just yeah, you know, right? doing it every single thing. But uh, yeah, I would say training mode for me for sure is where, where I go. I uh, Yeah, I'm the same way. I actually just go and I just pick a character, right? And then I go in training mode and I'm like, I don't even actually press much buttons. I actually just do the movement stuff first. And if, mm. that, if I like their movement, I'm good to go. That's all I like. Usually I just care about their movement most of the time. The buttons is like, I don't really care much about the what their buttons can do and all this crap. I just kind of look at their movement. I'm like, all right, 
And then yeah. I, I kind of press the button to see how it works with their movement, I would say. But that's what I, I, I actually can't think of ever using arcade mode or versus CPU, man. Like I wanted to bring that up. Fun. It's not fun so, at all. I'm I'm I don't know. Are you are you the same way where like I'll learn a combo, I'll get a little comfortable in training mode, and I won't test it against the CPU or K mode. I'll go test it out on the job and be like, all right, let's play against the, somebody yeah, who's, who can that's what I do, back. man. Yeah, I can't do it any other way. Like you could do it with a CPU, but like nah, it's just he's <laughs> he's programmed to get yeah. hit what I want. I want to hit somebody for real with it to see if mm-hmm. it really works. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, I think once you're in the FGC and you're more comfortable fighting games, that approach is probably more more common than people who yeah. are still green and be like, okay, let me test the waters against this, this arcade mode or whatever. Yeah. It's not, it's not realistic enough. You got to be putting more in a realistic setting. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. Three more here. We got, or rather four more Tal G on discord. He actually had a bunch of questions, but since we only do a baker's dozen a week, we'll go with this one. He asked hype for bloody roar bundle because you know, Konami won't pay for a new one. Oh yeah. I forgot to mention this one. Did you see that? Uh, or maybe you're the one that actually brought it up to me where bloody roar, uh, they trademarked the, the title of uh, bloody roar. So, oh yeah. I don't know if I brought that up to you, but I think I saw that somewhere. Yeah. So Konami, they trademarked bloody roar mm-hmm. and, or maybe it was organization 13 that brought it up, but yeah, people are saying, hey, is Bloody Roar coming back? I don't know. We talked about trademarks last time with uh, Type Moon and Melty Blood, right? Who knows what they could do? Because for all you know, remember when they did the Darkstalkers trademark and then they put Morgan and Teppin? <laughs> that hurt my soul, man. Why did they bring it up? <laughs> Sorry. Hurt my soul, man. Every time they bring up Darkstalkers and I just see them put it in, oh, new costume for, for Ryu. I'm like, come on, man. <laughs> yeah i remember that dude yeah so i don't think they're bringing back bloody roar i just don't i i would say that there's more hope for melty blood to come back than bloody roar bloody roar is just it's so dead it's might as well be a new ip <laughs> <laughs> yeah man uh speaking of organization 13 there he is on discord and he asked what's a good question to ask for the podcast God, Lee, that's a good question right there, man. Not really. <laughs> yeah. Just ask anything, man. Yeah, I was going to say, uh, the reason I included this, and because, uh, to be honest, at this point, I don't really mind if it's even about fighting games anymore. Like, just ask us whatever. Like, we're yeah, just here to, to, you're listening to this thing, so it don't matter what you ask. Just ask away. Last week, we did one on Oreos and cats, <laughs> yeah. man. <laughs> I think it's yeah. fine to ask anything. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Just keep it classy. Uh, two more kettle dude on discord asks i've been kind of wanting to make a video to put up on youtube of my own but i don't know how to draft it or make a script so i was wondering if you got any tips for me since you've made a decent amount of vids on youtube now i'm glad he asked this because uh, we both have experience with this pringle yeah i'm a big obviously we got these show notes i'm a big script guy i like Mm -hmm. having a structure and script Uh, i'm a little anal with that stuff so yeah, I, I put a script together, but also I, I really enjoy writing. So every video that you see on YouTube that I have actually has a written format somewhere on my website. And I just read off the script and then I match the videos to the script. So that's how I go about things. Written portion goes up first or rather gets done first. And then I tailor the video to that. And then obviously you when you record your voice, you're just reading off the script. But mm-hmm. it's a, it's a bit time consuming. I don't really do any drafts or anything. I, I just kind of sit down and think about what I want to write. Obviously, if I have to base it in fact, I'll go do my research. Or if it's an opinion piece, you can just let you know let the pen rock and just start writing. But yeah, but yeah, it's uh, 
I don't think there is a right way to do it. It's just kind of how you're comfortable with doing it. Yeah, man, I, I'm one of those dudes where I just throw the crap on the wall and, and see which one sticks. So, <laughs> so yeah, I, I, there's been times where I've written stuff down, and there's been times where I just kind of like actually just wing the video and I'll edit it as I go along, and I find more enjoyment in the editing process. All that stuff is way too time consuming. That's the problem oh, yeah. with making videos, man. Like you'll make that video up, but it's so time consuming, especially when you don't know. So if you have, if you're trying to put a video, then you got to learn how to edit and you got to find a program. So you got to find the right program for you. Like I used Premiere Pro. Can't use anything else, man. I don't like Vegas and I don't like um, iMovie. Yeah, I don't like Final Cut. I don't like none of that stuff. So I use Premiere Pro, which is good because Premiere Pro also works on Mac and PC. Mm. And I, I, yeah, I had to sit through like, these boring ass like videos of just learning how to do the basic stuff on Premiere Pro. Cause in the beginning it's like, oh, I just hit the record button, upload it on YouTube and there yeah. we go, what? But now then it got to a point where I kind of had an idea. Sometimes I'd make like notes before I made the video, but depending mm -hmm. on what it was, I probably would just throw it on the wall and see what sticks. But making script work definitely does help in terms of structuring and making your work more understandable maybe easier to digest because it depends on what person you are you could be a person that does better just kind of making stuff off the cuff or you can be better like writing stuff down yeah absolutely and i, I was just to add on that so now i know because i've become more knowledgeable of my uh, speaking speed and yeah I know exactly, okay, if I write 2,000 words, that video will probably be about six to seven minutes. If I write 4,000 words, probably 10 to 11. So it kind of gives you an indication of if you are going to read from a script, you can look at the words. Obviously, once you've become accustomed to how fast you read or how you like to edit, you'll know exactly when you have the written portion done how long the video is probably going to be. Yeah. So that's why when I write the state of the FGC, man, I was like, oh, God, it's going to take forever. <laughs> ah, yeah. That was like 20 minutes, right? 20, 30 yeah. minutes or so. The yeah. last one was close to 30. Yeah. Yeah. Man, that one, next one's going to be funny as hell. Because <laughs> <laughs> yeah. we're still in the situation. We're pretty. <laughs> mm -hmm. That's funny, dude. But yeah. It, and I also say, man, just start it, man. Like, that's one of the things that makes people too hesitant on it. They don't start it and they think too much about how it'll come out. Or I can assure you, not many people will probably watch it. And when you upload it, hey, man, you, you got the first one down and go on to the next one. Mm -hmm. So just start it any way you can and kind of go for it. That's well said. And the last question of the week comes from Sergeant Pan Spancakes, which is one of my favorite usernames ever <laughs> on Discord. Yes, you mentioned how Julia and Xiaoyu, quote unquote, break the rules. What characters, if any, from other fighting games do you think don't play by the rules of their perspective games or rather respective games. I think a lot of st weird stance characters in, stance in certain characters? games. Yeah. Like, do you know Voldo from Soul Calibur? Oh, hell yeah, man. He's gross. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Voldo, man. Aries love Voldo, man. Go ahead. So he's, he's so awkward to fight against. So any, so, okay. So when you're matched up in a fighting game and you immediately notice that it's like, oh, I'm going to have to, play a little different or maybe restructure my game plan because this character that I'm facing up is weird, mm -hmm. then that's when it breaks the rules. So certain characters do that where their hitboxes, like Elena in Street Fighter 4. It's like, come on, man. Like, how am I going to supposed to hit <laughs> Yeah, dude, she was amazing. Yo, and it's funny because as soon as like in the Ultra Street Fighter 4, Elena started being a thing 
and then that's when the game started dying. Like that's when yeah. five came out. So everybody got kind of saved, but Elena was becoming a thing compared to like the other characters that were uh, problems. You would drop you would drop combos against her that normally work against like Sagat. Mm-hmm. So immediately in the back of your head is like, oh man, I can't do three jabs here because it's gonna drop because the pushback. So that mm-hmm. immediately, right? It breaks the rules. Like that's yeah, not how yeah. it's supposed to work. So you have to, you know, change your game plan to accommodate the other person. But it's at their advantage, and it's it's kind of annoying. That's why when I said about Julia, so I play. You were talking about tall characters. I play the tallest character, the f- tallest female character in the game, in Lily. She's uh, enormous for a female yeah. character. Yeah, she, I mean, <laughs> she can't duck anything. Like she's just she's standing oh, yeah, in range yeah, for that's everything. True, yeah, because she's she's so tall. With Julia, Julia looks tall, but man, she's tiny. She's so tiny, like you can't she, hit her. <laughs> yeah, man, she like crouches down, kind of too. Man, she got that yeah. thing. The stance going in. Yeah. So I think stance characters, they really break the rules for me. But also you could get into semantics of anime fighters. Like, you know, item characters do some garbage and doll characters are really annoying because you got to- I have you a know... good one actually though, man. I have Ooh. a pretty good one. I don't know. Arakane from Blaze Blue, man. Oh yeah. Arakane. Dude. Yeah. Oh my God, man. Like, yo, I've seen the, I've seen the gameplay, man. That <laughs> character tags you like once and then he has this bug mechanic where he can get- like all these ways to like open you up. Oh my God, man. I'm like, what the hell? You can't, you know, the way he breaks the rule is like, y'all. Okay. So one thing right quick is I kind of like rule breakers sometimes. Right. Mm-hmm. But the way he breaks the rule, I don't like it. He makes it so you cannot visually see some of the mix ups happening because of all the bugs that are being shown. So sometimes he can cross you up and go low or something like that. And you can't visually see it. And this, the more he tags you, it's like the stronger he gets. Oh dude, he's so I've seen him, man. I've seen fight. I, I haven't really fought a good one, but man, I saw somebody like fighting against one of those, and he would like be winning, like the dude would be winning, and he gets tagged like once from Arcana, and that man lost. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I was like, God damn. You got to be a special type of person to, to look at Arakune and be like, yeah, that's my character right there. <laughs> yeah, man. I, I, yeah, for real, dude. You got to be some degenerate ass type of person <laughs> like that, slime ball. Uh, another example of that is Batista in Undernight. She doesn't oh, get man. counter hit. Oh, what? Really? She, she can't. Batista doesn't get counter hit. She she's a character that doesn't get counter hit. Wait, wait which what it, you mean? She doesn't have like a regular counter hit against her or a fatal counter hit. Like every hit's a normal hit. Oh wow. So, yeah. So that's annoying as shit because I mean, first of all, not only does she not get counter hit, it's so stupid. But she's a charge character with a godlike DP. Yeah, man, her flash. Yo, have you ever <laughs> seen the picture where it's like, uh, it's like a picture meme where it's like um, talking about uh, what do you do when this character has not only does she have a flash kick, it looks like a news article and it's talking about this is DP. Yeah, man, her her DP is like nuts, man. I I remember playing it. It's freaking humongous. So so right quick, she doesn't get counter hit from that DP if it gets blocked. Nope, she doesn't get counter hit at all. What? She, you, you, yeah, really? you could hit her for free. On anything that's negative, and she doesn't get counter hit. That's that's not what. That's real, bro. That's not even. That's <laughs> not even break. That's not even following any rules, man. You broke the game. Yeah, yeah. I I'm not entirely sure how they compensate for that. Maybe because she is negative on a lot of things, so you get to hit her more. But, but the pushback on some of her stuff. Yeah, it doesn't even matter. Sometimes it don't matter how negative you are if you can't punish it. So <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like it's like, oh, what if I'm negative? Phonons full screen three C. Big yeah. ass whip hitting you negative. What you ain't gonna punish that exactly? I mean, you would have to be a character that can really take advantage of it. Maybe, yeah, maybe Phonon can punish Batista, maybe Merkava, right? He could too late her, yeah. But 
Like Akatsuki can't do shit against that. Like, come on, man. And so you know how we mentioned about characters that don't belong in the game. Yeah, I think Akatsuki don't belong sometimes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> He has to do because, like, what I noticed when I play uh, Unio, how many characters got big ass buttons? Man, a lot of characters got some mm-hmm. big old. I think uh, what it was the other the blind character. I feel like he has struggles. He he wasn't so good in ST, man. I forgot what his name was though. Oh, you're talking about the monk? Damn, I wish yeah, I, I like him though. I like him. He said some yeah. dope ass thing, and I took a picture of the quote. But I like him a lot. But he's like he struggles so hard in that game, man. Like. Um, there's just so much big buttons in that game. No, I ain't going front, man. I don't know why, but there's a lot of big ass buttons in that game. Yeah, it's like full screen neutral. Yeah, man. I'm like, what the hell is this, man? Like, so many characters have the ability to do that. Yeah. I was like, I don't understand, man. Yeah, it's it's tough as an Akatsuki player, but it's it's only tough as an Akatsuki player when you're really far away. When yeah. you're close up, it sucks for everybody else. <laughs> yeah, that's true, that's true. And yeah, that's all for the Baker's Dozen question of the week or Hollywood questions. And the uh, last thing we got left is shout outs of the week. So uh, Pringle, I don't know if you saw that. We got the shout it out on our fighters oh. in particular. Yeah, in particular, uh, shout outs to Sea Cucumber Kid for including FGC Hollywood and this giant FGC content creator thread with links and stuff. That was cool to do. And I'm sure it took a lot of work. And uh, yeah, we were featured on uh, the podcast uh, portion of the, the thread. Oh, cool, man. But uh, yeah, that's all we got for this show. You got you got anything planned for Halloween? Are you gonna go uh, pumpkin carving? No, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go punch people in there. I'm open. I'm gonna ring the doorbell, punch them, and take their candy. Out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't. I don't actually. I, I I know I was supposed to get like a pumpkin because I I know my girlfriend wanted like to do pumpkin carving or something like that. So mm. that is something I want to try. I've never done it before, I guess. But that's something. Hey, that man, people make try. some really cool designs on yeah, pumpkins. I, I have seen some really amazing ass stuff inside mm-hmm. some pumpkins, man. Yeah. It's now the cool. question is, do they eat the pumpkin when they carve it, or do they just store it out? I would assume if you're going to put it on display, you're not going to eat it because it's going to rot. Ah, oh, yeah, that's true. that's true. Unless you just take a picture and then you eat it. Yeah, I would do that probably. It's yeah. a waste of a pumpkin, man. You know what yeah. I'm saying? You do a lot of things with a pumpkin, man. Pumpkin pie, pumpkin bread. <laughs> pumpkin curry. <laughs> you know, I actually had some pumpkin curry, and it was... It was it was like what I expect curry what is but it was good but it's 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 cool though pumpkin curry the thing mm-hmm. but yeah Pringle that's all I have I felt like I was really emotional on today's podcast I was very animated hey man sometimes you gotta let it go man our system <laughs> out here shooting people in the foot man you know what I'm saying some yeah. about them and feet man I don't know what it is <laughs> but they just keep shooting us in the foot man it's okay it happens sometimes it took me back to when I used to rant on TMP oh man hell yeah. But yeah, all right, ladies and gents, that's all we got. This has been FGC Hollywood. Hopefully you enjoyed listening, and we'll, we'll be back uh, next week talking more shit about BB Tag and uh, other stuff. <laughs> I know, right? More recent Smash Rama news, and is BB Tag ever going to be good? Mm-hmm. <laughs> On the next episode of FGC Hollywood. All right, y'all, keep it classy. We'll see you guys next week. Peace. Yeah, peace. <laughs>